and welcome to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and we're going to be discussing some of the hottest, controversial, and in many cases considered taboo topics. We cover every issue you've ever considered, and several you haven't even thought of, from the unique perspective of a conservative atheist. Enjoy! I have a weapon. I'm not afraid of anybody. If I don't have a weapon, I'd be afraid of my 10 year old neighbor that's participating in a civil war. Talk your shit, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not afraid of nobody sitting in my house. Come and get my shit. I you got a anybody. Texas flag. You got a Texas flag. I'm pretty certain you got wet. You did say that before he spoke, though. You did say they're not scared. <laughs> Big can I, can I, can I see and I would encourage here, everybody please? to protect themselves, you know? But, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to chime in here because I, I, I think this is just beyond weapon or anything like that. Honest, I'm from Africa. I think, yes, the majority of folks, not just white people here in America, yes, they're scared of the reality. If anybody in this room knows what Colton is, anybody knows what Colton is? Uh-uh, but, uh, but, 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 uh, Trez, go ahead and get to your speak because I really want Caucasian people to be able to speak. So, 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 so I, you go, I want Courtney to go jump on in. Yeah. So, Columbia Tinktile, Colton stands for Columbia Tinktile. It's one of the very rare, and Colton is spelled as C-O-L-T-A-N. Over 90% of this compound is found in Africa. So the reason why I'm saying white people are scared in general, because if us, black people, we are together, we can do anything in Africa. That's why, in general, Africa is never in peace. Because they don't want us to come together. If, I, if we can go back to history, the person who invented the elevator is a black man. The person who invented the automatic transmission is a black man. The person who invented traffic light is a black man. So we can go as back as we want. That's the reason why white people want to control black people. Because of the power that we have in our hands. Combine tactile, you cannot have a smartphone without Colton. If you power off your phone, you will lose all the data. The reason why you have the capacity to see everything back on your phone, because all those capacitors inside your phone depend on Colton. And as I mentioned before, a large amount of Colton come from Africa. That's why in the eastern side of Congo, there will always civil war. And who financed those wars is the white man. It's not because they know the moment African and African-American, all of us, the moment we are all together, nothing can stop us. So it's, this is not just about gun. It's beyond gun. 
because gun is nothing if gun doesn't give people power because even a one-year-old let me let me let me finish because even a two-year-old can put a gun and shoot you so it's not about the gun it's really about economy the economic reality it's not about the gun they want to control the economy of the world that's why there is this war between russia and ukraine for example it's not so, just so, about so so, so Trez, go ahead and land your plane go ahead and land your plane man so what i'm trying to say to be brief yes to answer that question yes white people are scared to see us united that's what i would say and i can go on and on to give all the reasons oh pepe here i'm glad pepe here that's that's all i need i needed i needed pepe to come speak right. on you. courtney courtney what's going on courtney how you doing hey hey how are you guys all right all right all right so you know this is this we're gonna have a good conversation uh, i'm glad this think? conversation came up because Man, I'm, just, you know, I'm gonna speak the truth yeah I, I want you i want white people to be able to come and speak their yeah, truth i want black people um, to be able to pop their shit too I, I think the clubhouse is too segregated i want us to i want us to be able to get together in this conversation Go ahead, i agree i agree so let me give you a little bit about my background so that way i can kind of tell you where i'm coming from on it so i was um, raised in foster care predominantly by a black family um, dated married um, black man my children are black um, so if you look at me most people think okay so I get I get both sides of the conversation I get the white side and I get the black side but I will tell you and I'm gonna speak the truth on this most I'm not saying all but a large majority of Caucasians are intimidated and scared afraid of the black culture i can't tell you how many times how many occasions where most of the time i'm the only white person in a room that's most of my environments um but when i'm around a white caucasian environment they will the question is asked <laughs> and i chuckle because i'm like are you not afraid when you're around all black people i'm like what do you mean? What am I afraid of? So it's, I get that question all the time. And I'm not saying every Caucasian, but it's a, um, I, I like the black culture because um, it's outspoken. You know your truth. Um, nobody's hiding. Nobody's fake. I'm not saying nobody, but that from my experience, I like real. I like honesty, even if it hurts you, like, hey, it is what it is. And I think when the black culture comes across as being honest or speaking louder, the white culture immediately is intimidated. And I, I personally, I can't explain that. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the lack of education or the lack of surroundings um, being, you know, in their only white environment. I, I don't know why that is because I was around majority of black culture growing up and even as an adult. But I will say the truth is I hear that a lot from Caucasians um, that they are afraid of the black culture. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, I'm not. Wow. But, I, but I'm just shit, speaking Courtney. honest. I'm just speaking Talk honest. Shit. Talk your shit. And, and the same white culture will say, you know, I have black children. They'll say, oh, racism doesn't still exist. I'm like, okay, well, then why am I having to tell my black daughter? 
or my black son that listen, don't get caught up over here. Don't, you know, if you, if you run from the police, you're going to get treated differently than little Becky over here because you're black. Like I talk to my children and with, with those same talks as if you would a black daughter or a black son, because that's the reality. That's the this truth. Gonna, but there are, this gonna be, but there are just, or just still a lot of Caucasians that think racism doesn't just, exist because they don't experience the it. This gonna be a good room. I can already tell. I'm gonna leave like this I room said. open. I'm gonna have this room open all day. What's going on, Pepe? Talk your shit, Pepe. Hello. Um, when I say white people are scared of black people, um, uh, if I'm okay, I, I think you're on a systemic level, not not really in terms of like who would um, hold the power. I guess you know on a global scale. Um, do I think that, you know, more, if you're talking like on a micro level, do, do I think that, um, it can be intimidating being around too many black people? Um, well, I mean, depends on, I, I would say, I'll just say this, the, you know, a lot of the black areas of, of towns or cities that I've lived in tend not to be the best. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more vigilant. Um, in terms of on a national level, I mean, we, we've seen shit like South Africa, what has happened. However, you know, I would be afraid of black people then, because, you know, look what they did to the place. Um, and, you know, they went hunting white people afterwards. Um, but other than that, no, I'm not, not really afraid of them. I mean, they're too small of a minority in the United States, so. Is anybody picking up on the language he's using? What, 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 what let them up on you, stage and let them come and disrespect your stage. You're talking about them like you're a thing. Yeah, I'm picking up on the language, and and, and I'm not saying I don't know. I don't think he's racist or anything wow. like that. But I'm just picking up on the language. Let, let, let me finish because I, I don't want to make an accusation without having the actual evidence. The nervousness in his talk is an indication or a possible indication of fear right there. Because he, his language is in the context of what Courtney was just talking about. Notice he went from, he said that on a macro level, which is an indication of Caucasian privilege and comfortability because of them being the majority. When he made the reference to South Africa and how they were hunting Caucasian people, there's a history behind why many Africans in South Africa were hunting Caucasian people because they came over there to take over and they, they mistreated them. If you look up the whole apartheid thing, you, you would understand the history behind that. Now, I'm not saying that it was right for them to go and hunt them down, but what would you expect to happen when you've been mistreating peoples for years? And so I think that with many Caucasian people, they have that fear, not all of them, but many of them have that fear that if we were to form a coup, have an uprising, gain some sort of resource, economical, uh, political power in this country, and our culture would be like a paradigm shift, I believe that many of them would feel like that the quote-unquote karma effect will come back on them because of what happened to our ancestors and a lot of the mistreatment that still goes on until this day. So I believe that a lot of their fears have a connotation to those, anything that's connected to those areas. Courtney, 
kind of mentioned it and the language that Pepe just used to me was a clear indication or a possible indication of that. Sir, can I jump in Absolutely real quick? Right. Yeah, so yeah. And, and listen, this is going to be one of those rooms that's going to be very triggering. So I'm, 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 I want, I want, I'm, this, this is going to be, oh, it's up, too so late. I got a call. This is, this is going to be one of them rooms that's going to be very triggering. So I just want people to understand, please don't take nothing personal in this room. Cause if you get to, if you, especially the mods, like the other folk, they can take whatever personal, but the mods, I really want y'all to be like, have emotional control in this room. Cause it's going to be triggering. Um, uh, Ooh, I oh, mean, Oh, storm. He, he, I'm sorry, I, he I'm can I say something too. really quick? Um, Go ahead. I, go ahead. I, I think that this is a good topic. Um, I also think it can be really misunderstood because it's like asking, I mean, it's, if you're in a room of people who are, who don't like you, who are aggressive toward you or projecting like their hurt or their anger onto you, no matter what race you are, no matter if you're in a room of all men that don't, that don't like women or all women that don't like men, it's going to be normal for you to feel intimidated. And that would be like a fear. Um, so it's really less about just like race across the board. If I'm in a clubhouse room where there's a lot of black people who have been raised around white people and they don't, they do not think all white people are the same or that all white people are bad or the problem. And they like hearing different perspectives and they want to talk to you and they don't already have a narrative about you that you're a Karen um, or this or that, or fuck white. Like I've heard a lot of people on this app be like in rooms where they're just like, fuck white people. Like, you know, and I don't give a shit if I offended her, if she's white, da, 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 da. And it's like, well, would you feel comfortable in a room of people who are treating you that way? It doesn't really have anything to do with their race. It's about how people treat you and you can kind of read the room wherever you go. So it's like asking, you know, there's black people that I know that live in more of a white area and they've had jobs And there. If you ask like, do you feel safe going to your job? They're like, yeah, I have friends there or I like my job because nobody is treating them poorly when they go to work. Now, with if you ask them, well, would you feel the same way going to like a small racist town in Alabama? It's like, no, I would be afraid or I would feel the tension because when I walk in the gas station, those people are not um, going to treat me. Well, doesn't, so, doesn't, doesn't that make it about race? Because the second you said it's not about race. With that last statement, you said we'll make it about race. But it's a, it becomes about race, but really it's about unconsciousness, like those white people or those black people. So, you know, if you're in a room where the tonality is black supremacy, then of course that I'm going to be more intimidated in a room like that because those people hate white people. And if you're a black person in a room of white people who hate black people, it would make sense for you to be intimidated. But there's, there's just, we're not like monoliths and it, yeah, it's not. So I'm not afraid of black people. I'm afraid of the group think mentality that happens if certain black people get together and think black supremacy is a good thing and that white people are, it's okay to hate 
all white people. That would scare me because it's like, obviously they don't like me. Mm. Well, imagine, mm. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to wait. Mm. No, no say, gonna, it, gonna, say, it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Because I'm thinking exactly I, what I, you're I, saying. I want, I want this room to be one of those that people can, that black people can speak their truth, white people can speak their truth. I'm telling y'all, it's going to be triggering. So please don't take nothing personal. If you take something personal, I don't care if you're white or black, we're probably going to kick you to the goo. But go ahead, talk your shit. Uh, 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 you know what? It, I'm trying to gather the thoughts because she's like, well, when I go into these rooms and it's about black supremacy, they ha hate white people. Of course, I'll be intimidated. Imagine being a black person just existing in America, sis. Imagine that. When every time you look up, there's a target on your back just because you're black. In America, you're talking about being intimidated by strangers in a clubhouse room. Imagine the life of a black person just trying to exist in America. You cannot conflate the two. If you go into those rooms, you should be intimidated. Because why are you in them rooms anyway? What do you have to offer to any black space when you enter them? If you don't really understand the, the real history and how <clears throat> your predecessor, your predecessors and your ancestors have inflicted a, a, a vast amount of pain and strife onto a specific community community because you're black. If you enter black spaces, you need to just sit there and listen, because if you feel intimidated, that is really not our problem. It's not because we have every right to be angry. We have every right to rally together and be mad. And if uh, Clubhouse is that space for us, for us to do so, then so be it. We don't need to dumb ourselves down or quiet down or the white person is here. Let's not offend them. That's how we have to live in real life. Understand me? Because if we do rally together in real life, you know what y'all going to do? I don't even have to tell you. You know your history. Anytime there is any type of... Uh, um, progress with black people anytime we are advancing it's not us it's y'all that worry so much about how much we can progress you fear of losing whatever power that you feel you have over us that anytime we progress any type of way you do something to throw a roadblock in our space you infiltrate our spaces okay and these, these are not things that are made up we're not pulling things out of the air this is a fact this really happened so, homegirl, I appreciate you sharing your, your, your piece, but when they say we don't give a fuck about how you feel in those spaces, they are valid in saying so. And, we, we, and, and you really don't have, you shouldn't be in there for one if you have nothing to offer. Because if you really are against racism, racism and systemic racism, then you will be using your privilege to dismantle that shit every day. Not looking for black people to show sympathy for you. And that's just a hardcore fact, but I'm done. Okay, let me May just I respond. respond really Can quick. I respond she, with wait, wait, an I honest just want to question? Really quick, because she was addressing things that I said. Um, I, I nowhere in what I said did I invalidate or say that you don't and that anyone doesn't have the right to be mad. And that's what I often realize is that you just took everything I said and acted as if I was um, saying that it shouldn't be that way or that you shouldn't be talking that way. I never said that. I said. Um, and you just illustrated my point exactly is that it would be really normal if you're in a space like that to feel intimidated or feel the tension because you just illustrated exactly you said you you basically want you want someone who's white to feel scared in that space because you no. want them you want them no. to feel I didn't cut you off 
um, you want them to feel how you have felt if they're mm -hmm. in there. Cause you're like, well, imagine you're telling me, imagine what I've felt and this and that. So it's like, you're no, let me, let like me stop you right there. Hold on. Let me finish. And I'll listen to you. Um, I'm saying that if you don't want white people in the space, that is valid, but that, that would be something that would be like, Hey, this is a, you know, if I start a women's survivor group, I'm not going to let men come in there if women are going to be given the safe space to express themselves and their hurt from men or whatever. I'm not going to be like, oh, you need to control how you speak right now because we can't be saying all men are this or that. If that's how you feel, you're allowed to express it. Now, if you have a space that's like that and then someone comes in, um, it's normal that they would feel intimidated. That doesn't invalidate your experience. It's not saying that, oh, it's, oh, now you have to worry about them being the victim. I'm saying, of course, a person, if everyone in the room is like had bad experiences with that race and feels like white supremacy is the problem. And now that white person is a t an enemy that we can project this onto if they say anything. Of course, they're going to feel intimidated. That doesn't invalidate your reality or your experience. That was my point. And you just illustrated it perfectly by getting all mad and saying that I said things I didn't say. Now I'm getting all mad. Well, first, let me, well, were you done? Are you done, Miss Reagan, before? Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. So first of all, I never said I wanted you to, to feel any type of way. My biggest question overall, why are you? A white person who probably feels like she doesn't see color, who probably feels like racism doesn't exist. I don't know, and I'm I, and I'm I, I probably. Can't, how do you know? Why don't you ask me how I feel? Only because only because of the language. Only because. But isn't that an assumption? Why don't you ask how I feel? Y'all just let them talk. What the hell? Nah, they no, got it. They got it. It's all, it's all right, Ron. Let them let them let them yeah, have that no, exchange. No, no, it it sounds respectful. It yeah, sounds respectful. Let, it ain't let too me bad. say this. Let me say this. Just let Regan so, finish. Just let Jasmine finish, and then you can rebuttal. So so we can have a dialogue. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's your tone and your language that can unfortunately make me presume that you're one of them. Okay, so my my whole thing about you entering those black spaces, why are you there? What is your purpose? If you read a title that's very radical and very black centered, why are you entering that space? Because you know what happens when you do? We're in there trying to rally together and come up with solutions to the things in our community. And you or someone like you wants to come on stage and center themselves. Oh, it shouldn't be like this. Oh, it shouldn't be like that. Right? So my whole point in this, Reagan, if you're going to be in these spaces, you have to understand how you sound in these spaces. You sound like, well, yeah, we're scared because you guys are saying you hate white people. Well, why are you entering an all black radical space if you know that's how we feel? We're not gonna change how we feel. It's not up to you to change how we feel. Well, if you wanna enter these spaces, sit down, don't touch nothing and listen and learn and, and check your people. Don't have the conversation with us. Huh? Hold your hold your counterparts accountable. If you are really an ally, which I really don't know, but if you consider yourself that, if you are really an ally, you need to be entering majority white spaces and letting them know, hey, this white privilege shit, it gotta stop. We need to educate ourselves better. We need to understand that what we have done, our history is fucked up with these people. 
Okay, so don't, because a lot of it is this harbor guilt y'all have. Y'all know y'all did some fucked up shit and continue to do. So you walk around us thinking that we just gonna one day, Ron said it best. It's so crazy because before I even got on stage, I was saying that to myself, like, it's not that they fear us just because it's your harbor guilt of the, the blood that's really on your hands. And one day you may fear us waking the fuck up. And instead of we seeking respect and peace, we're seeking revenge. That's why you're fearful. It's not that we kicked this shit off. Y'all started all this shit. Racism is y'all issue. But we're just the victims of it. So when you come in here like, well, why the da 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 It's like it's going in one ear out of the other because you're not here to, to help. You're, you're here to center yourself, and it, it doesn't progress anything. I'll yield right there. Okay, I just want to make a really quick response, and then we can move on. I I never said a lot of the things that you said. I ne You are putting so many projections out there and words in my mouth saying that I was like, why this? What da 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 No, I didn't. I said to answer to the topic, are white people scared of black people? You're bringing up all kinds of other issues which are valid. You're talking about do white people belong in black spaces, um, in black clubhouse rooms? Should they be interjecting their perspective in these issues when we finally get a space to talk about openly how we've been treated in this country? Those are valid things, but that's a different um, conversation. If you don't feel that white people should be in there or should be speaking at all, and you feel like if they are in there, they should be listening only, then that needs to be a rule set in that room. No. And that's valid. Hold on, let me finish. Because that's a different issue. You're acting like I was acting like a victim or trying to be like, oh, why this, da, da, da. why am I having to feel this way? I never said anything about that. I'm talking well, you about the topic in this room, are white people scared of black people? And I said, I don't think that across the board, white people are scared of black people. I think it's like, are people intimidated or are people scared of people when you're in a room of people who don't really like you? like you or feel uh, that you are their friend? No, just the same as, oh, are, are black people scared of a bunch of white supremacists? It would be like, yeah, you wouldn't feel comfortable speaking your truth in a room where you know no one wants to hear it. You're that's right. What I, so my that's what I said. Is... Let me land because I'm saying that's what I said. I didn't say anything about your struggle or like your victimhood or anything like that. I'm speaking to the topic and you are projecting a lot of stuff to make it about something that I didn't say. Okay. Can right. I add to the conversation, please? I'll go after you, yeah. Malibu. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go, go ahead. I just yeah. wanted to ask. I just, so go ahead, Jazz. Go, go, go ahead. I'll pass the mic. Go ahead. I'll speak later. Thank you. You sure? Because I could go after you if you have your comment. I, I don't. Go mind. ahead, Jazz. You want to rebuttal? It's it was fine. just a question. I actually want to get in there. Yeah, too. absolutely. And thank you for giving me the space to speak. And it's like, Reagan, this is not a, an attack on you. It's just. I know you're saying you're saying one thing, but it's, it's coming out another. I got you, though. My biggest question is, do you enter those rooms when you when you see a headline on Clubhouse and it's a majority black space or it's very bad? Because it seems like you have a lot of experience in those rooms. Why do you go in them? Um, there's a lot of different reasons I go into different spaces. Some When I first got on this app, I didn't know anything about what rooms I would find. And I wasn't thinking that it was going to be such like racial division. I was just trying to 
um, connect with other human beings on topics that I would be mutually interested in. And then I found that because of the nature of what's going on in the world right now, that there's a lot of political topics, racial topics, topics about men and women and dating. And I realized the tonality of the conversation is often very divisive and triggering because the reality a lot of us are experiencing is a lot of divisive and triggering uh, issues. And so I've gone into these rooms. Uh, I don't specifically just seek out Black rooms. It just happens to be what Clubhouse seems to be dominated by a lot. I don't know if that's just the people I follow, but I don't specifically look for that. It just happens to be something I found myself in this one room a lot and I liked a lot of the people and I'm here to understand and listen, but also share my perspective in the interest of helping find a greater good for all. That's why. So I like to be able to just say something, a couple of things historically. So sometimes when I hear conversations like that, I don't feel that white people are really transparent. I um, understand that that's a difficult topic because to talk about the topic is to talk about the um, horrific acts that have been put on um, black people in this country. It's to go back and I know no one wants to talk about slavery and the horrific acts and everything. So we kind of dance around it and like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm really not. What I do know and what is very clear is that until I see white people really on the front lines, almost like the 60s, really on the front lines, willing to put their life in, in, in there, that's when it'll kind of change my mind. When, we, when we're acting like maybe it doesn't exist, and I think the, the example was used, if I walk in a room with black people, I may feel uncomfortable, but if black people walk in the room with white supremacy, right, white supremacists, that's altogether different. And so language is very important words. And, and I like to kind of hear it because people are comfortable in really speaking what they may not mean to be saying. Those are two different things. I'm originally from uh, Pennsylvania, which is predominantly white. And so when you kind of grow up in that environment, you kind of know how to move. If you have taken someone from an area where there are not a lot of white people, I mean, yeah, not a lot of white people, and you put them in there, you feel the the anger. You feel the rage, just, just skin color. You're not doing anything. And that's why our children, um, our men, now even the women, we don't really feel safe because at any time we could be pulled over just because of the color of, this, of our skin. Sometimes that's something that white people can't even imagine. So that's why in times when they're pulled over, <clears throat> not even handled roughly by the police, but even addressed, they will slap the police, they'll do anything because in their mind, they can't even comprehend what we go through. So when sometimes when I hear people trying to say it, I'd rather you just say, no, I don't, un I don't understand, but trying to make peace of it. When I say white people are scared of black, I look at Philadelphia where they bombed a whole, a whole side, a whole community, really, a whole sidewalk just to get out one family, which was the move, and that that's written. Um, there are other examples where it's the extreme. When you shoot somebody fifty times, that's extreme. That's one person. So the only time when I really saw white people, and it has nothing to do with numbers, 
it's our anger. So what I'm seeing now is it's like we are emotional. I don't have any problem with being emotional. When we collectively, without social media, in 1968, and you can look at historically, when it was burn, baby, burn, and United States was on fire, that's the only time that I really felt white people collectively, no matter where they were, policymakers or whatever, oh, they're really too angry. I haven't seen us get that angry again. Um, I've seen us just like, yes, we're tired of this. And I think whenever we get right to that point of being really tired, then, then they'll kind of offer us a peace offering. And we can just look through history and you'll see that it's written. Anytime George Floyd is one that was gonna really rip this country apart, then they were like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta convict them. There's certain times when they're like, yeah, we gotta do something with this. And then we kind of quiet down. So my answer is yes, just our skin makes white people nervous. Good point, Malibu. Mm. You know, hey, hey, Prince, Prince, you know, one thing I want to encourage the, 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 the people in here, and especially the white people, and especially the lady that was speaking to the uh, other girl, speaks, keep it real, because I'm going to be honest, I, 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 I don't know if y'all heard, but I think she was like tap dancing around how what she really want to say. Exactly. So, 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 so just, just keep it real. You're, you're in a safe space because your tonality and your voice inflection, because you was actually remixing some of the stuff what the girl was saying, but you were doing it in an eloquent way. In psychology, that's called the framing effect. So I noticed her framing things in a different way than what the young lady was saying. So just just say what you want to say. You're in a safe space, because you know it's, it's good for us to know someone's how someone really truly feels. But Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely, and I feel like- and I feel like this said something that this, I didn't say. I said, that a black supremacist mentality, and I think agree with her, language is very important. So we shouldn't be twisting someone's words. I said a black supremacist mentality is just as detrimental as a white supremacist mentality and would make the other race feel very insecure and very scared. I don't agree with white supremacy and I okay, don't agree with black one, supremacy. One, one second. That, that, There's no such a, thing as okay, black man, supremacy. Man, so wait, wait, I'll uh, just say that. One second, miss. I'll go. No, mute, mute your mic for a second, please. Just mute your mic oh, okay. for a second. Just listen real quick. That's a perfect example of what I mean when I say the framing effect. I said something and then you went off of what you wanted to say as if though I commented on what you just said. So if somebody's listening, it would imply that I was talking about what you were just talking about just now. I wasn't talking about that. I'm saying the whole conversation with that girl that she was speaking to before, a lot of the stuff you was remixing what she was saying, but you were doing it in a very eloquent, disguised way that a lot of people can catch, but I caught it though. That's all I'm saying. No, I was just, I wasn't talking about what you said. I was just correcting because she just misquoted what I was saying. Okay, and gotcha. I just don't yeah. like- May I just say something? Hold on, Malibu. May I say something real on, quickly, Malibu. please? Hold on, because there's a couple other people want to get in there. I but just want to respond. Know, but there's a couple other, people. other people hold, hold respond. On. Hold on, there was a couple other people wanted to get in there even before you spoke yeah, the I last go? time. Um, yeah, Heidi, I saw you. Heidi wanted to get in there and Ashley said they wanted to get in there before you spoke the last time, Malibu. I really, well, this is what the thing, right? This is going to be one of them triggering rooms, right? And I really want the mods in particular not to take things personal. I know people in the goo and people on, on the stage going to take it personal, but I really want the mods to be able to conduct themselves with emotional control. But Ashley, I want you to uh, speak your piece. You wanted to get in a minute ago. Are you still there, Ashley? I'm here, but I kind of lost what I wanted to say. I'm a mom and <laughs> I've got kids running around. So I kind of lost okay. what I wanted to say. All right, well, if you remember, just, just jump back in. Heidi, go ahead and then pass it to Malibu. Okay, I'm gonna just say this real quick because I'm driving. I don't know how good my connection is, but it's a lot of 
black people in the room and I know that we can be very emotional when it comes to these kinds of topics. So what I'm going to just say is, and I don't want nobody interrupting me or cutting me off. I'm neurodivergent. It wouldn't be fair for my brain. Okay. I know that a lot of the stuff that we experience as black people, this hatred, this prejudice towards each other. I know that this behavior is learned from the other nations. That's the only way that I can put it. But it's like, I personally feel like there is nothing that these people can do to fix the generational hurt and trauma that we still encounter to this day. These people can say sorry, they can die for us, they can change the world, but it's just like, it's never going to be enough. People have died behind us black people just for us to exist today. Is life for life really going to make up for all the stuff that my grandmothers, your grandmothers, your great, great grandfathers went through? Like, I just feel like this hurt and this pain that we're dealing with, we're trying to get the great, great, great granddaughters and great, great, great grandsons of these people to atone for. And I just don't see how that's going to appease our ancestors or any black person that's living today. The amount of death and destruction that they have caused to this earth and the ethers cannot simply be repaired by them dying for us. This is something that only a supernatural thing could fix. So I hear us, I hear our pain, but these frustrations I know will only be able to be addressed by whatever God is out there because these people can only do so much. The damage has already been done internationally, worldwide, and intergalactically. That's all I'm gonna say. Can I respond to that? I wanted to just say something real quick to Reagan, if I may. Yeah, and who was that that said they wanted to respond to that? I did. Oh, no, 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 I wanted to just respond to Reagan. I didn't know who the other person was. Was that you, Daphne? Yeah, because okay. I, uh, uh, oh, I don't okay. know what my next. Um, go ahead and let Malibu go and then give me you. Oh, okay, I'm going to be real quick. Just when, um, what I have, and I want to speak directly to um, Reagan. So I listened to the conversation and, and going, the conversation that you and Jasmine had. And at the end, you said you misrepresented. You mis misrepresented. So then I say something, then you say you misrepresented. So everyone is not misrepresenting. Maybe you're not hearing it correctly, what we're saying, and that's okay too. But one of the things I think, and, and I think this is an excellent room, and I think they've been saying it over and over, whenever we do, that's why it's very hard. We can have every other conversation with whites and blacks, but the race conversation. Because then it's like, well, you know, you're misunderstanding. I don't really mean to say that. That's not what I really meant. And I don't expect to atone. I'm not emotional about it. I'm think, looking very logically about it. So no, I'm not asking you to atone for your ancestors. I, what, what would be better to make us move forward is to be able to say, you know what, I get that. And if not, then let me, let me look a little bit before I speak. Everyone is not misquoting you. You may think they are, but we're really hearing what you're saying and we're hearing underneath like he's saying the tonality of what you're saying. Exactly. And I'm done speaking. Go ahead, Daphne. 
Yes, I just wanted to respond to Heidi because I was kind of confused about what you were saying because you made it sound like to me, maybe I could have misinterpreted, maybe you want to clear it up, but it sounds like to me like you're making it seem you're like, don't hold these people accountable for what their ancestors have done. I don't know what world you live in, but a lot of things are still being done systemically and systematically to black people in the United States and across the world. I, I mean, are you watching the news? Are you aware of what's going I didn't, on? I didn't so, say how any of that, you know, what you just said. I don't know. Did anybody else hear what I just heard? All I said you was... You can't expect these people to die and all this. And nobody... Who said death in this room? It's like... But it's still red The elder lady on. just came on the mic and said that they need to stand on the front line. On the front line... What elder lady and, and, and do you I don't know who was means? talking, but it seems... And that's why I said, y'all are getting emotional. Fine, I'm go on. I'm getting emotional because I'm... You're but Heidi, Heidi, you asked for no one to interrupt you. you. The more you just turn down the microphone and talk to no God. Sense. Yeah, talk to God. And hopefully he comes save you. Because uh, clearly, I don't know what you mean. Like, the front line... What you, I mean is, who what do you want them to the do? What do you want them to do, Daphne? To reverse their a privilege lot of the to dismantle white And when that racism. doesn't work because they're outnumbered by assholes, then what, Daphne? They're not outnumbered, though. But why, Are why you is sure? it that? Do you not see what gets passed in, in the Supreme Court? The when white, they try the all are, these the, strategies that y'all speak up, but and Heidi, don't you asked for work. no one to interrupt you and when you were talking, and, and we all did. I'm responding to Daphne. Is that your name? Hi. It could be. And my name is in three syllables. It's two. <laughs> just saying, so just give respect. I can't talk because well, go every ahead time I talk, and somebody else talk. I kind of remembered what my question was. Um, you know, it, it kind of uh, got passed over, but um, my question was, is that, you know, I'm just me. I don't affect any communities around me. How can I, as an individual, fight against, you know, um, white privilege when, you know, I myself do not, I don't affect anybody. I'm just me. And me, myself, that's the only person I can account for is myself. White privilege and white supremacy is two different things. But I mean, there's a lot of talk Actually, about fighting I, against I that. Saying, there's a lot of talk about fighting against that. But what can I, as an individual, do? I, I mean, that's I think, my big question. I, mean, I think you can affect people around you, and you you do affect your community. Any every living, breathing person, we affect things with our thoughts, words, actions, and the dollars that we spend. So you can vote, you can um, spend your dollars where you feel that you want to support those businesses, you can talk to your friends. But really, I think um, most people, whenever they have an issue, like the first step is wanting people just to become more self-aware. Um, so we can all benefit each other by being more self-aware. So I think, um, you know, it's not my place to speak on specifically black issues. They could tell you that, but I think just awareness around the issue of privilege would help to, for us to all be better informed and make a difference. So you do make a difference is my point. 
Yeah, but I mean, real world. Like I can acknowledge okay. that I have it all day, but how do I? How do I um, counteract it? Sorry, I, I'm just trying to understand. No, I get it. Okay, I get it. You're 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 saying like, what can you? What what's tangible for you as a white person? How can you use your white privilege to actually affect something like within your within your arms reach? Right, Ashley, do you know what the critical race theory is or was? And if you yes. do, yes. okay, okay, were you for or against critical race theory? I'm for, I'm for it because, I mean, everyone needs to learn. Okay, perfect. So these things are affecting the schools, right? I think one thing that you could possibly do, instead of just allowing them to wipe away history, like you said, it's very important for people to know these things. You can use your privilege in your standing your whiteness and say, hey, no, our children, black, white, Asian, whatever, need to know the history, the true history of this country and not allow white supremacists to infiltrate the school systems and try to recreate history because they're afraid that their children are gonna feel bad or feel guilty because of the history. I think that's something that's very tangible. Get into the schools, get into the places. You say you have kids. I'm sure you you sit on boards or, you know, teach, I don't know, I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't be at, at schools like that, but I'm just saying, I think that could be possible, a possible way for you to help use your privilege in dismantling systemic oppression and racism. I mean, I do use my vote, but me as Ashley, I can't, I can't um, change the entire thought process of everyone. But I know that we all as individuals have to change our own thought, thought, process, thought processes, if that makes sense. So that's interesting to me real quick, um, Ashley. So, I, you know, when you were talking, and I know you're saying as one person, um, and I have seen it but haven't seen it enough. So if you would see um, a, a, a policeman um, accosting a teenager, a black teenager, and they're saying, I didn't do anything, I didn't do anything, would you just stop and watch or would you say, well, I'm Ashley, I'm just one person and you would go on? That's when I call the, the department and I make a report because that's what I can do and to keep me and my kids safe. I mean, it, say from what the police or the yes from the police because I mean. So would you stand there just to make sure that everything's okay? Yes, because you know that you probably won't. That and See, that's what we're saying. Those are the little things. Yeah, those are the little things that can help. That's where you're really standing with. These are just little things. So I'm just thinking overall as a community, we could all do just a little bit. I know that I do it, and I'm even at risk, but I would do it as well because there's so many times that it gets escalated and there's there's no witnesses. Also, I wanted to say this because I noticed that in this country, right, the 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 wealthy people only make up 1%. And when you're talking about the mega rich, that's 0.0001%. I think the ideology of the average white person who is trying to pull themselves up by the bootstraps that don't make a lot of money, that work every day, and do all of this stuff, and they just feel like they're just getting by, they can't understand that racism exists for black people because they see so many black people that are successful. 
So in their eyes, it's like, basically, if I see these black people are advancing in certain areas and they're now in the White House and they could become president, racism doesn't exist anymore to them. So then they struggle with the fact of how do I, how am I even a part of this? Where do I fit? And that's something that should be explained in this room. Because when you speak of, so I know some some black people that are extremists, you know, they go far left. They be like, you need to announce your wealth and you need to empty your bank account and move out your house and give, I mean, nobody's gonna do that. That's not realistic, right? Um, but what are some other ways that you, and I think a lot of it is checking the people around you. You, I know for a fact, it's a lot of people within your community right? White people that look just like you that say the most egregious shit about black people views and stuff. And they go unchecked and see this stereo, this mindset is not only living and festering in them, they're passing it off to their children. Right. And so if you, if it goes unchecked, then you're okay with that behavior. A lot of it is a conversation in my opinion, but I'm willing, I want to hear what other black people in the room think. Um, so I need to, I need to break in for real fast. Uh, so in my PTR, I, I, PT, I have a picture of Marcus Garvey. Mar and I also put in the chat Marcus Garvey's speech on black nationalism. Um, it is not for white people to repair the condition that black people are in or under in this system. I'm gonna say it again. It is not for white people to repair the condition or the predicament that black people are in in this country. And we have been asking for them to, re we've, we have been asking white people to do what we can do for ourselves. And I've just heard black people in this room ask white people, let me tell you something white people, you don't owe black people anything. Black people need to do for themselves first. You, black people are asking white people to do stuff that we could do ourselves. And when you do that, you basically, you basically make us seem crippled as a person, as a people. Because you mean to tell me that you don't think that we are uh, strong enough or intellectual enough or, or have enough tact to get everything that we want? We, we, we definitely can and we will if we decide to behave in a manner that is necessary to achieve those goals. And that has nothing to do with white people and everything to do with us. Can I so, ask you a question, brother? I'd like to respond to that, please. Uh, foods in our community. Who is, who is uh, basically underpaying the teachers in our community so that the more, more of that taxpayer money goes to the superintendents versus the teachers, right? They put us in predicaments. That, that's what the sy systemic racism is happening. Right. So the white woman that is in this room, she may say, hey, I don't have any power. I don't make any decisions. I don't do this anything to systemically affect white people, black people. But it is white people that are doing that. That's why our communities are fucked up, man. Exactly. How can you not acknowledge that?
So, so you, can't you don't say think that our communities are messed up due to the due to the music that we listen oh to, God. due to the way that we allow our series to be portrayed in, well, in who public controls listening. all this we music? Have to have we don't We do. We do. We make the music. We don't have to make the music. We do not make the music. We listen. We make the music, right? We portray ourselves as in a certain light on cinema. We like a lot of this stuff. There comes a point where we got to say it's us. It's us that's doing these no, things. I think bro. what's happening. We we are this we are very popular. We, we are we're, listening we, to the we, music. We, we give no 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 because the disparities in our community are direct byproduct of systemic racism, and if we don't dismantle that, it's going to always be a domino effect. You can't sit here and say that we chose to be out here struggling in the hoods, killing each other. No, that is a direct product of white supremacy itself. We didn't choose that life. That life was bestowed upon us because there was a group of people in this country that felt that they had superiority over everyone. And, and what about the CIA and the FBI certain... that dismantled black leaders? Exactly. So you can't that even say we got to do for self. We've been doing for self, brother man. We've been doing that shit. And every and time so, we do, and every time we I do, they destroy us from the inside. Exactly. So I think it's very problematic. So are you so are you saying are you saying I just want to get this straight. So off of your I'm premise, sorry, what who's you just talking? Said, is it Christian? You or the basically king? the king is the king girl. I just want to get this straight. Are you telling me that we are in a position that we can't get out of? On our wow. own submission, I'm asking: Are you telling? Let me, me just say this, and I, I, I'm going to leave after this because I think it's very problematic, extremely problematic, when we're trying to have a conversation and you come and say this. And the reason why Especially I would say, okay, right, okay. So, Courtney, I'm gonna say some of the. Um, I think Ashley, some of the white people on there, just do the data. Right now, we may be me be getting paid 72 cents on the dollar if you just want to be logical. And so then if you just sit back and look and just say we just paid a dollar, $20, look at our intellectual property that was taken. And this is what's starting to be uncovered. Land that was stolen because we just had the beach in um, Los Angeles that was given back. There's some property up in New York that's about to be given back too. Where West, land Palm was Beach, where Oprah and and and, uh, and, yes. and all them lived, that was originally owned by black people. They called the town meeting and set all their fucking houses on fire. Exactly. Right. That's in Palm and so Beach, Florida, where Trump has a house right now, guys. No history. You not Rosewood in Florida, Black Wall Street. This is right. awesome. and so that's why, um, and let me just say this. Let me say this real quick. Um, and so, King, I'm just saying, you know, our words are powerful. Um, I'm thankful for the room. But when we have someone come in and you feed into a narrative that some white people already believe Hello. and we're, we're looking, please allow me to get that because I'm, I'm, I'm going to I have to roll off of that because I think and uh, and believe not even think it's extremely irresponsible for you to say what you've said because they courtney and any of them on there matt or any of them could say yes you go for the same job it, it's in it, it's inherent racism it's preconceived notions you can go in with the same degree they've proven this you could go in with the same degree as someone else with the same credentials from the same Ivy League school. And I'm not talking about one-offs. 
I'm talking about overall, and they've done studies on this, and you're going to get paid less. And that's how the whole diversity, inclusion, equity. So I seen you came off, brother. I think I'm yeah. going to leave because okay, Malibu. Listen, yeah, listen, listen. If mm -hmm. if this yeah. if this conversation begins to disturb you, I want you to be able to hit the lead quietly button. Get some get listen to some Charday. Uh, whatever you got to do, you know, get, get your spirit right. You know what I'm saying? No, it's because not disturbed, here, sir. No, 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 I'm not talking about you specifically, Malibu. Mm -hmm. You can go ahead and go on mute. I'm talking about anybody in the room because okay. this is going to be a very triggering room. And I'm going to leave it open all day. But it's going to be a triggering room. And realistically, I want to hear white people speak. I want them to feel comfortable to be able to speak. I don't want it to be a black dominated stage where we don't let white people speak. They too. Black people can pop their shit, but I want white people to be able to pop their shit too, respectfully. Right. And so can I, I back I, I up um, just some things that Malibu said? As well. I agree with you 100%. Malibu, this is Courtney speaking. But, but can let me just speak on my behalf. If you look at my history and what I'm doing today, and like I said, I have black children, I was raised predominantly by a black community growing up. But if you look at my history and what I'm doing today, the people I support in Dallas, Texas, there's three gentlemen that I'm partnered with, black gentlemen. And what we've done, we went and bought back the blocks. So, and I've done that by helping them provide secure money. These guys that believe in going back and buying back their land, taking back. Um, I just closed on 22 multifamily units. I have a black partner. You know what that land was prior to me purchasing that land? It was like the, the largest way station in Texas for cotton. So we went back and bought that land back and built 22 multifamily units on it. I'm saying this of, and I also want to make one more point. My black partners in these business communities that we do, and this isn't in all cases, but most of these gentlemen have came to me because they couldn't get help within their own community. Courtney, and I'm going to say that on started, all situations. Courtney, it's starting to sound like you're doing more of a business business about your business right now than, than, than really no, addressing No, it's not about business. On. I'm talking about they have these gentlemen that I work with, they have a vision. They have goals. They have things that they want, and they couldn't get transactions. They couldn't get someone to see their vision, their goals. And I said, I have a resource. Let's go do it. So that's all I'm saying is they, in their own community, they couldn't get help they couldn't get somebody to see their vision they couldn't get somebody to give them the finances to go buy the land to go do what they wanted to do to give back to their community to, to buy back their land and and do those things so i'm just making the point of sometimes their these gentlemen that i partner with their difficulty has been in their own community not seeing right. i'm not saying this is all occasions but that this has been where they're and then they get the rebuttal like, man, why are you working with that white woman? And what my guy that I, we just closed the deal last week. He said, Courtney, man, I got so much back. He said, but I went to anyone that came came at me and said that, said, shit, you didn't try to help me. Cool, cool, I so, brought cool. the deal to you. You didn't try so, to help me. This so is so let me ask this. So let me ask this, right? Because because I, I really want to get the perspective of the white people in the room, you know, so, you know, I'm curious if you guys heard what, what what the King's Prince said. He he talked about we as black people shouldn't be, you know, expecting white people to help us. We need to do for self. I'm like, I'm curious how many white people agree with that?
I don't agree with that as the blanket statement, but I think you can't really expect anyone to help you. It's like, um, I think that we all, I ideally we should teach each other that we should all be helping each other. And especially the people that you're close with that, you know, impact your life or that you see their heart. But it's like, um, there, if someone has cancer and now they're, their family is affected by the fact that they just randomly at age of 35 got diagnosed with breast cancer. And then they start doing research about, oh my gosh, like this is affecting so many women. Oh my gosh. And then they're out at the rallies da, da, da. they're going to start wanting everybody to be realizing that breast cancer is a huge problem and affecting the whole world. But you can't, you can rally for your cause and you can be angry that it is a problem and that is valid and you deserve a space to express that and you your anger is valid but it's not the same as just because a person doesn't make that their cause that you all of a sudden deem them your enemy because no one is going to advocate for you the same way you are ever and your family and your people that love you. So rather than directing your energy at hating everybody who's not like you or who isn't just jumping on the bandwagon, getting up every day as a white person and saying, hmm, how can I help black people? It's like, I just go through my life and think, how can I help the people around me? Some of them do happen to be black and I've loved black people. So those are just people that I love. And I'm not going to help every black person, but I'm going to help some of the black people that I love. But to make someone your enemy again, because they're not living their life solely for your cause is foolish. Like you don't care about everything that affects me. I have a chronic illness. What have you done for Lyme disease research? Are you my enemy because you haven't? Can I ask I you say, to live your life for me? No, I cannot. And this assumption that you know, it's the only struggle that's going on in the world is is really just weakening your power. And I believe uh, that Reagan, I, I think I think foolish. we're not going to convince you. Um, I did want to say, Courtney, Henrietta, Lacks. nobody has told you. Thank you for your contribution to the black community. Um, Reagan, we're not going to convince you. So I, I'd suggest we stop even addressing. Convince her. me of what? Um, you just you're stuck in your way yeah, sweetheart it's, it's, not, it's not even registered. actually everything she said was actually extremely people only have people often can only dedicate their life to one one or two like real causes you can't expect everybody for like their their the to have solely a crusade for black people. That is just we not, don't, that is we stupid. Don't. Like she said with cancer and everything. Pepe, your muscles getting smaller. We I, I think as, I think as a white person, let me just say this, and nothing against Reagan or Pepe, I'm just speaking this. Unless you, and I'm, I'm, I'm very obvious that I'm pale, white skin, but I have, I have been raised in the black culture. I've been married to a black man. I have black children. So, and I'm not saying you don't feel for other people, Reagan and Pe Pepe, but I don't think you can understand the experience and the, I've seen how people treat my child different. I've seen how people have treated my husband different. I've seen how people have treated the family that I lived with different. So I think you're trying to make it 
just a all around generic people love people. Yes, people love people. Basically, doing an all lives matter when we're right, about right, right. But but unless you've been really, I haven't experienced what the black culture experiences. But I have been in, I've been around it my entire life, and I've seen it, and I've felt the pain. So it's a different, it's a different type of feeling versus just all in general, Reagan. And and that's where I think it's it's coming from. It's just a, like I said, I'm I'm not black, but I've I've been in a lot of environments where I felt the pain and seen the struggle. Right, and that's exactly the point that I was culture. making. Is that you have black children, you're basically in a black family was raised in a black area so you have felt that pain so of course that is something that you're devoting your life to to helping and fixing because you have a personal connection to it nowhere in there did i say that it's not extremely valid or that and i i literally said that i'm doing what i can to make a difference because i have connected with that culture so my personal uh, way to make a difference is i work in trauma therapy and i specifically teach breath work. And I think it's a wonderful modality for helping people have the tools to personally free their own uh, spirit and let go of a lot of trauma. And I've worked with black men and I've worked with black women. But I, I what my point is, is that you can't expect everyone to make your struggle their struggle at every moment of the day. But that yeah. isn't the same as, oh, it's not like I, I have personally witnessed in people that I love, how difficult it is. And I feel compelled to move to help because that's, and that's why I'm even having these dialogues in these spaces. So, so Pepe, Pepe, Pepe I'm trying to get a little bit more clarity, Pepe, because people have been saying some different stuff. Like do you, you are Pepe, are you Caucasian? Are you a white man? I want to see. Yeah, you. I'm a white. Yeah, I'm a white. You're a white person, man. So, okay, so so like I, the white people who agree with the king's prince. I want y'all to speak and tell us why. Over over Reagan. Oh well, I mean, I agree with. I largely agree with him uh, in in the sense that I do think that it is the responsibility of um, particular groups to create change for themselves in general um, and produce better outcomes for themselves. But um, I mean, I, I do get the nuance. I, I do understand that, you know, there's a lot, uh, how do I put it? Their, their claim, if I was to look at the other side, there'd be a lot of pe black people or even white people that would say, well, because of systemic oppression and racism, we can't currently get ahead. And so we need, that's where we need the cooperation of white people to, to allow us to get ahead. So I understand there's like two sides to the debate. I think that the, I do think that uh, P, some black people do you, they do use, um, you know, the whole systemic oppression and white supremacy as kind of a boogeyman or as a crutch regarding why their community is not doing well. But, but that's just my, my personal opinion. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have all the answers. Pepe is not white. Hispanic is not a race. Girl, guys. go on mute. I'm not Hispanic. Not Nobody in my family fuck. came from Latin America. So, Jesus. so can I can I respond oh, to what Pepe just said about that marginalized state? 
Yeah, if you want to respond, that's fine. And it, and like I said, like it's gonna be one of them triggering rooms. So if, if it bothers you too much, if black person or white, just leave quietly. Come on back. We're gonna leave the room open all day. But everybody gonna get a chance to pop their shit. White people and black people. Well, go ahead, Kane. No, that, that's dope, man. Um, no, I just want to add because I I like how you politically uh, formulated that statement a little bit. What I heard from that is, uh, but you didn't really say it. Do you acknowledge then that there is white supremacy? And that there are actually white people that are actively um, working against the progression of minorities. Is that what I heard correctly from you? Um, uh, white supremacy, maybe in. Uh, so what is what is white supremacy when you when you call it in that in that context? What do you mean with that? When I think of white supremacy, it feels that you are you are a superior race because you're white, and that. You should be able to rule over others and, and subjugate others to your whim. Yeah. So how does that translate into the practical world? Um, I don't really see that. Uh, I, I can see me, you can make an argument for maybe some of the places in Africa that are being exploited. Um, but I wouldn't even say it's white supremacy. It's more national supremacy. But um, Oh, no, I wasn't talking about Africa. I was talking about maybe. Yeah, I don't think there's locally. white supremacy in America. All right, thank you. That, you that was you said you don't see it. No, uh, not in America. No. Huh? No, so that that was Hold that. that, that some more that's why I wanted to go Are straight to the core. Thank you for Is that response. Like you. So, uh, wait. So, so you. Are you there, Daphne? Wait, hold on. Let me say this. Hold on. Let me say this. Just want to promote. I wanted. You to... told me to be quiet. No, Daphne, you want to speak? Because I, I can no, wait. I, I, you know, I, I ain't got no problem. Here to Mon. She told me to be quiet. <laughs> Girl, shut up. <laughs> can I speak on the topic eventually? No. Hey, y'all, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to let Daphne speak before me. I'm going to go after her. No, entrepreneur. I'm serious. Go ahead, brother. You know, we friends. Go ahead. Sure? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, I wanted to the brother that says that, <laughs> that, that Caucasian supremacy is no longer a thing. Let's just go back a few years to, uh, and some of y'all heard me speak about this situation before. Um, uh, oh, what's the guy's name that used to own the Clippers? Uh, Donald Sterling. Yeah, Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. It's a it's a nine minute YouTube video. Anybody can go look this up. It's called it's a, called Donald Sterling tape. The chick that he was with, he was he was given the, the, the business verbally because she was taking pictures with African-American men and posting them on social media. And he had a fit about that. Love them privately. Why you got to do it openly? Why you got to be like that? Why you got to do? I love them privately. What? What? Huh? Huh? Then when she was asking him about why is he being so racist and things like that? I don't know. I don't know. It's the culture. And this is the reason why when y'all heard me talk early, I say I pay attention to language. Language is so important to learn and understand because it teaches you a lot. There's a saying that says the devil is in the details. And oftentimes in language, people use language as code words and code energies to say things that they wouldn't blatantly say outright. Or they'll speak around the thing by using code words and code phrases so that um, you, you it makes it seem like something isn't being said. And when he said the word culture, I instantaneously thought that man is not by himself. Because in order to have a culture or something, you've got to have more than one person doing it. So that just means that he was the owner that was caught. 
But it doesn't mean that he was the only owner or somebody on that high level like that, that feels the way that he feels. He didn't even want Magic Johnson coming to his games. And you hear this on the tape. Everything that I'm saying, it's not, it's, it's not my bad, bro. Let me finish up. It's not even out of context in what I'm saying. Go listen to the tape. It's called Donald Sterling Tape. And so when you look at when LeBron James went over to the Lakers, and y'all know I'm not a LeBron James fan, they painted the N-word on his house. So when you say that Caucasian supremacy doesn't exist, what? Wells Fargo just lost lawsuits because they wouldn't hire applications, applicants who had ethnic sounding names. And Ron, don't get me started about redlining. Ron, but you address it. Hey, so, so guys, so this is exactly why I asked the question to Pepper, right? Because you can give a hundred fucking examples. You can give it, you can print it out, uh, exactly. you know, make a beautiful book cover out of it. Y'all giving him energy, bro. He's a troll, bro. He's trolling the room. Bro. Um, can I please defend Pepe's point? Because I see where he's coming from. See huh? another one. Too. Go ahead. So, jump on in. Can I see another one? Jump on in. Let the lady speak. She's been trying to speak for a minute. Go ahead. Jump on in. This is the problem. Go ahead. Jump on in. This is going to be one of them triggering topics, y'all. But just listen, we can disagree without being disrespectful. We Listen, one thing about Clubhouse, we got to get to a point where we can... We as black people and white people can talk in these rooms together. Go ahead, goddess. Thank you. Thank you. So I just want to say white supremacy. Let's really unpack that phrase. White supremacy. White people being supreme. That don't even motherfucking make sense to nature. And Pepe, He's living in reality. Someone in the chat mentioned that white supremacy is a delusion and everybody felt fell in it. Pepe is living in reality. He knows as a white man, he is not supreme or over anybody. He literally has a squeaky voice. He's not even a full man. I'm pretty sure you guys have been in this room for a minute. I hear a lot right, of black You know what? You don't need to be, be, be quiet make personal attacks. That actually sound like, uh, that actually sound like men. You see how squeaky he sound? Literally. They don't. That is shit. very rude. And, and then listen, listen, listen. Am I done? He got these little. You don't have little you gotta make personal hey, insults. Hey, so got it. Hey, not, let the lady finish, y'all. Let her point with insults. Have you looked in the mirror? I'm gonna get you later. One mic. I didn't even get to finish. Hold on, hold on, goddess. Hold on, goddess. Hold on, goddess. This is top left. I don't want to mute the whole stage. And, and Maz, please don't mute the whole stage. I don't like doing that. Hey, Prince, hey, Prince, hey, Prince hold on. I'm going I'm to keep hey, it a buck. Hey, that was me. Hey, hold that on, was hold me on, Corey. Hold on. Moderators, please don't mute the whole stage. Listen, I don't like that. Let me allow the one be the ones to mute everybody. And here, this, this, is, the, this is how we're going to do this room, y'all. This is going to be triggering, but I want us to speak to the point and not the person. I want us to attack the point that the person make and not the person. You see what I'm saying? Because I did this room before, and what happened was... Black, white people finally started feeling comfortable speaking and then we then black people just ran them all out the room and i don't want that to happen this time this time i want you know what i'm saying people to be able to talk their stuff and get it off right a lot of people say pepe is a racist i'm getting all type of back channels i want that i want racists in the room i want people with diverse opinions uh, in the room i want cool, people got who me. got opposite I'm opinions right. in the room I want that in this room. I want people to be able to talk their shit and, and reveal who they truly are. As long as we can be respectful, we can disagree. We we don't have to all agree to be on this room. So listen, if you can continue speaking on uh, Goddess, but please attack Pepe's point instead of the person. 
if you're going to speak on it. That's how we're going to do this one. Go ahead. And if you can't attack the point, got nothing and if you can't say. intellectually attack the point, then maybe just pass the mic. If you want to pass the mic uh, to me, I'll... I don't know how so that he, yeah. was. No, just use generalizations, guys. Okay. Um, I don't know how to tell the truth then, because that is literally like that is Pepe. Like, I mean, he said, attack the point, girl. But I'm trying to make a point with my example. He does not believe that white supremacy exists, and I also don't believe it exists. It's like literally say that. Like, look at him. He is a white man. You see how you don't see how he looks because he put these little red eyes. One time I actually saw his face. He looked like a regular white man. Disgusting. Anyway, right, so here we go again. Have, 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 she has it. nothing intelligent. To so, so, so somebody else. Somebody, we don't have to pass the mic. Guys. Can we hear? Hey, are you a black supremacist? Because hey, 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 so, so, let me tell you something. I'm going to protect you at all costs. I'll never let Pepe come for you. And even if Pepe say garbage stuff in his own rooms, I'll never let him come for you in this room. And I'm not going to let you come for him. So we just gonna, we just going to attack the points. All right. Hey, so we just going to attack the points. Hey, can, you, can you answer that question? So you acknowledge that he's a racist, but you want to protect him. I didn't say I was protecting him. I said we gonna let people attack people's points. You came. I said attack people's points instead of them. See what happened on Clubhouse? Sometimes we just do these personal attacks when somebody make a point. But you can actually get a whole lot further if you break down their point intellectually. See, this this is what I want. I want black people to be able to match white people's intellect when they come with yeah, stuff. That's be if white simple, people say man. something ignorant. If white people say that's something ignorant, I would love for us to be able to match their intellect and break down their argument in here. So, yeah. in so, so, so what you're saying so, is freedom of so opinion can, rather so, than freedom of speech, right? Because freedom of speech gives you the freedom to insult. Can we hear him? Can, we hear him? can I can I say one more thing? Like you didn't say nothing at all, goddess. So I got something to say. First of all, a couple of things, man. Prince said, please let Prince be the one that mutes everybody on the stage. That's number one. Number two, let's just be respectful, guys. We already know this is going to be a spicy conversation. So let's be respectful. Number three, I, just, I do have to say this. And I see some of the people in the chat. Like, at the end of the day, I think what people have a tendency to do is when you can't match somebody's intellect, you go to insults. Can we just try to have a conversation where if somebody says something, if you don't have anything intellectual to say concerning the matter, and all that you could do is attack that person's character, then stay on mute, go to Google and find an intellectual point and then come off mute and say it. If we go have a conversation, let's have a conversation without all that other foolishness on Clubhouse, man. I mute my mic, you guys got it. All right, I'd like to say something. Okay, I'm white. And forgive me when black people are saying they want to rid the world of whiteness. You have people that are actually elected officials that say they need to, that we need to, uh, we we need to break down and abolish white supremacy if that exists. Okay, whatever. Uh, number number three, I move in the neighborhood. I'm accused of gener gentrification. I move out of the him? neighborhood. Yeah, he had went out for a second. Phone. Yeah, I thought so. Is too. there is there a Q wait? Did he say okay? Whatever. You got to rewind what you said about fifteen minutes. Oh, fifteen okay. seconds, man. Okay, so if I move in the neighborhood, I'm accused of gentrification. If I move out of the neighborhood, I'm accused of white flight. Oh, and oh, by the way, if I don't help you, 
tear down white supremacy, I'm an enemy of your people group. Oh, Fred, I keep going out. Cutting out. Okay. Okay, hold on one second. Let me yeah, start start over with that. Uh, if you don't help five, us, can you hear me better you now? Take that, yeah, yeah, take that headpiece out. Yeah, take yeah, my headpiece head out. Hey, so okay, so here's the thing. Back to what I was saying. So you have people that are elected officials that are saying that we we need to abolish whiteness, and that some in order for us to abolish whiteness, some white people are gonna have to die. Okay. Yo, what's uh, up with you your have, phone, homie? Okay. So. Yeah, we can't That's, hear you, dude. It's going in and out. Yeah, you're uh, cracking hey, up. Unplug that earpiece or whatever you using, pro white. Yeah, that's a cricket phone. No, it's not. That's this, a this cracker Apple. phone. Nah, that's Boost uh, Mobile. This, this what you Apple mean, a cracker phone? It's Apple, Apple 12 on Verizon, but I'm in Idaho in the middle of nowhere where there ain't, where oh. there's no non-white. Cracker connection. So, so so wait, can you what? hear me now? Say that again? Yeah, we can hear you. Hey, one more Can you hear me now? Yeah, we, yeah, can, we can hear you. Yeah, everybody mute up and let um okay. talk. So so here here it is. If I move in the neighborhood, I'm accused of gentrification. If I move out of the neighborhood, I'm accused of white flight. Oh, by the way, I have to help you. This is the expectation from black the black community that I've heard. Oh, I have friend, to help I you. I have to give up power, help you tear down white supremacy. If I don't, I'm an I'm an enemy. Oh, but if I do try to help you and I say anything, oh, you can't speak to my issues because you don't look like me. So there's like four or five different messages coming from the black community. And y'all have made it very, very clear. Y'all just don't like white people. So forgive me if I want to move to the whitest. Respectfully, not gonna forgive, but okay. Can, uh, can you hear the, me? What's the last? What's the last thirty yeah, seconds? Yeah, go back. Go back to. Go back to y'all made it very, very clear. You made it clear that you don't like, and then it cut out. So y'all, y'all have made it very clear that you do not like white people. And at the end of the day, you even have elected official, uh, officials that have said, oh, by the way, we have to abolish whiteness and some white people are just going to have to die in order for that to happen. Yeah, that, that ain't so, work. Does that scare so, you, brother? Well, you should. So, you should move so, out of Idaho just for this fact. Your phone don't work. No, OK, so okay, at the so at the end of the day. Uh. I don't like black people. Fuck y'all. And I don't expect y'all to like me. That's what it is. You don't even have lips. I don't know how you're talking. Wait, wait. so he, he just gave a whole rant about some fantasy hold on, situation. Hold on. Hold on. I, I, listen, listen, listen. Hold on. Let Swain go. Hold on one mic. And this is why I said, guys, listen. I, I, love, I, I love it. I ain't got no problem with what he said. I hate I know some people. Hold on a second. I know some people didn't like when I said have an intellectual conversation. But this is why Prince wanted to let him talk, right? Because he doesn't even really truly understand the true definition of gentrification. Gentrification is not one white person moving into a black neighborhood. Facts, so, don't say so it. That, so again, guys, this, this is why I, this is why I say sometimes just let them talk. Yeah, he only got about seven teeth in his mouth. We, it, we can't really so, take it. Be quiet, girl. So that's not. So number one, you moving into a black neighborhood is not gentrification. That's number one. So, 
So you're attacking me, not the point. You leave. Well, I'm, I'm talking. I'm, I'm not. I'm Hold not on. That man ain't cut you off, pro white. Hold up. Yeah. So I, I just want you to understand that. Listen, you're free to have your opinion. But if you're going to talk about gentrification, which is a real problem in society, a white person moving into a neighborhood is not gentrification. You moving out of a neighborhood to better your family is not white flight. All right. And so I think those are two of the terms that I think it would, you, it would suit you better. If that's going to be part of your argument for not liking black people. It'd probably be better to have a better true running definition of what those terms actually mean. Gentrification is not you moving in. Gentrification is simply white folks coming in to take over an urban neighborhood and to white out and move black people out. It's not gentrification. You decide to live where you want to live. And I think part of the problem is when we have these conversations, we bring in a lot of emotionalism and less intellectualism to understand that some of these points make absolutely no sense. Um, we're, we're not asking you to break down white supremacy. We're asking you just to get out of the way as we fight against white supremacy. If you can't align, if you can't align yourself with us and understand that white supremacy is real, Right. And so those that say the black folks that say the white supremacy doesn't exist. I would love to take some time to take you to task on that particular statement. But I'm not I think it does you, exist uh, and I want it to exist because I'm white. Know your I'm name, white. But, I'm but white, saying, bro. I saying, want white supremacy you, to exist. Right, but, right, but, right. Okay, I don't so, give a me, fuck about black people. Well, that's wishful thinking, brother. And that makes you an idiot. That's wishful thinking. I don't care about y'all people. I care about my people. Don't get mad. I want him to say exactly what he got to say. I need to hear this. I need to hear this. Hey, every other people group, every other people group, group can put their people first. I can't put my people first. Y'all, let him talk and stop being triggered. I'm not triggered at all. I need to hear this. Hey, yeah, I'm not Latinos can put their people hold first. On, Black. Hold on, bro. Just let me say this to you. You hate us because you said we hate you, but y'all hated us first. We didn't yeah, hate y'all first. We no, hold up. Can we, we, talk, can we let the white man finish his statement first? Y'all talking about taking us out. I mean, what did you all do for years and years? No, no, years no listen, listen. Here, but hold on. Y'all are not. Hello, hello. Y'all not respecting the stage right now. Like, everybody needs to go on mute and let him finish and land. This is what Prince wants. Like, let's have some self-control. Like, we're we going to get him. Just, just yeah, hold on a second. And let me say this. I want y'all to really understand, like, a lot of white people do not think that black people have the intellectual bandwidth to be able to have a conversation with them. A lot of white Correct. races, a lot of white races think we only know how to resort to name calling. We only know how to Correct. resort to personal attacks. We only know how to resort to ignorance. Right. They see some of these rooms that we do. So. I would love for us to be able to have a good intellectual conversation with even some of the people like my, like this dude who is actually saying, look, I don't like white black people. I like I want these type of people in here and I want us to be able to have a real good dialogue with them. So let that man speak and we're going to get in there, too, after him. We're, so we're, the only I, black I, people, I, okay, yeah, 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 the, only, the only black people that I do like, quite frankly, the only black people that I do like, y'all hate because... And y'all call them coons because they talk intellectual, they go to school, they get the shit together. They don't blame the white man for anything. They don't believe in white supremacy. They they fucking uh, he cut out are business time. owners. They're a business. That's Metro or Boost. No, it's Verizon. I live like 
I'm in the middle. I'm in Fruitland, Idaho right now. Like I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like so the right. I got a question on what you were saying, if if I may. Yeah, yeah. Because you ahead. mentioned. Um, I mean, I yeah, mean, you, you mentioned let it that, that black people. Let it finish. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Well, the only black people that I do like, y'all hate. Y'all call them coons. They're business owners. They go to school. They got their shit together. They they don't blame Can the you white. Give us some names of some of them, please. Uh, man, they don't, man, they don't, they don't blame. They don't off. blame. They don't blame the white man for everything. They're normal everyday Americans that their that their uh their identity is not seen through the through, through the halls of race. There there was a recently a question asked about uh do you. Is your identity seen through the Bro, halls your of race? Phone sucks. What the fuck? Try disconnecting from Wi-Fi. Sometimes that helps. I, I, so, I, I don't, I'm not on Wi-Fi. I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere, man. Like I, I'm not on Wi-Fi. Like I'm in the middle of fucking okay. nowhere. Okay. Hey, right. right where you belong. Hey, right. So let me. So his so phone I wanna, keeps I going in and out. Um. So I don't yeah. think we have to keep waiting for his phone. That's right. I, that's I right. Hear, yeah. We, we all pass him out. He got. He's having a. No. What I hear him saying. So hold on, Prince is talking. Hey, y'all, hold on, Prince. The room, the room is talking. Yeah, we have one mic. We're gonna go ahead and let Salima and Corey jump in. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think Corey was on the right track when he said he didn't even know the true definitions of what he was talking about. And intellectualism has to come from both sides. Just because you yell and you spew how much you don't like that has nothing to do with intellectualism. So I agree that there's no reason to be triggered by someone whose intellect is beneath yours. That's why I'm um, very calm right now, which I'm usually, <laughs> usually not. But I do think there is some, there is a lot of truth in what he says, and it is more of a, um, it reveals more of what the majority think than a small minority. He was right on point when he said, putting your own race of people first, having that um, allegiance to your own race. I think we can learn a lot from someone like this. And this is how we should be with one another. Very, very strong, very, very dedicated to one another, to the cause. Um, obviously, it's easy to see the things that he said that were not very smart. And we don't even have to waste time with those. But the idea that you are self-sustaining, that you are putting yourself first, is something that we have failed as a people to do. We don't have to like all these other people. We don't have to invite them and bring them in. You see what they are most of the time. And sleeping with these people or marrying them, none of that is changing the overarching idea that I am one thing and that's what I'm going to be most allegiant to, whether it's you being white or you being black, except black people don't don't operate like that uh, for the most part. But that part of it does make sense. Um, there was another thing that he said that I found problematic, but now I can't even remember. I think it was about a. Uh, something about we call taking our white people, people we cert we call if you if you interrupt me i'm just gonna move you um it was something about 
Oh, yes, you're right. I'm sorry, Kang. You're right. It was taking out white people. That was inaccurate because black people um, do not and have never had an organized movement to, to extinguish white, uh, uh, white people. That has not happened. What about Nat Turner? Never happened. I'm what speaking. About Nat Turner? If you interrupt me, you're being moved. And Nat Turner was that was called self-defense. OK, so don't don't say ridiculous things to me. White people, black people don't have any organized effort to extinguish white people. Most black people would much rather just the whole we all get along type of thing. Um, so that was inaccurate. Now, what he may be referring to, which I doubt because, you know, I don't know, but there is a diminished uh how you say like hey, uh, real real quick i'm so sorry i'm a ma salinas anastasia somebody removed the white man and ma and they removed both of them hey listen man listen to me do not as the mods i don't want to drop all y'all stop muting the whole stage do not like i got mods that i trust but please do not mute the whole stage do not remove people i want racist white people to be able to talk their shit in this room I want people, white people who aren't racist to be able to talk this shit in this room. This is not going to be one of those spaces where black people are the only ones who have a voice. So if you have an issue or you get triggered, just leave quietly. Leave quietly and go to another room where they're not talking about black and white issues. But in this room, we're going to let white people pop their shit. We're going to let black people pop their shit and we're going to attack the point and not the person. You know were, they, were they removed or did they because a lot of times what they do they'll come and stir up and then they leave and make their own room so did were they removed or did they leave? on the stage said it was removed they was they, removed. they messed they messaged me and i i, I believe her that you they were removed oh okay well it wasn't me because they they like to, to talk shit to so they would have stayed just to talk shit to us you look, look, oh, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to hear him. I didn't agree. I don't agree with him, but I wanted to hear. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this, y'all. Like, please, like, this is only Clubhouse. Don't take this personal. Don't take these rooms personal. Don't take the opinions of these. Uh, they're not paying your bills. Don't take these topics personal. That's the worst thing you can do on Clubhouse. So if you really like, if you as a mod are gonna take things personal, I would just ask that you would leave quietly. I want people to be able to pop their shit in this room. Don't take it personal, as mods particularly. Like other people gonna feel triggered, but as my mods, like please y'all, just let people pop their shit. Go ahead though, go ahead. Are white people scared of black people? Salima, were you done? I was gonna say something, but I wanna make sure. Did you land your point? I, I wasn't, but I'm gonna land there. I can bring, I can come back with the other point later. Okay, Um, I was just gonna say, I don't, I personally don't agree with, um, what was that guy's name? The white guy, the, I think he was called the white guy or something like that. But I don't, I don't, um, live my life that way. Um, uh, but I think there are a lot of white men that do think that way. And I actually appreciate the honesty and I feel like there would be a lot of black men that would say the same thing um, and it would be an honest like I'm going to put my people first type of way um, and I think that if you imagine like the point that's being illustrated a lot is if you imagine a world where black people were in power like they're the ones in the you know quote unquote white house, but they are, they now run this country 
and now they're the privileged race and we are uh you know having to live in their country live by their rules and work for them and this and that that's the way that it seems it's like then if you have a space and you expect um and all the white people expect those black people to fight for my cause all of a sudden every day like it's just not the way it works like it's not it's not going to work that way and i don't i don't think it's right um, and I don't think that that means that individual people don't have a heart and care and won't make a difference on an individual one-on-one -on -one level. But if Black people come into power or any race that comes into power or suppresses or oppresses my people, me gathering and expecting <clears throat> them to take my cause as like a government or like a, as a whole is just, it's not going to happen. Well, I will say... Black people, if we if the roles were reversed, black people don't reign. We don't we don't we don't lead with hate. You understand me? We don't go and try to. It's not inherent in us to ravish whole communities. It's not inherent in us to be barbaric towards other people in other in in order to get what we need or we want or to advance as a society. So you can't flip that. That is, however, inherent in the white race. It's just so are you saying it's inherited or it's inherent? So do you believe that if a baby is born with light skin, and I'm curious if everyone in this well, let room me finish, can answer what this. Do you believe that a baby let's, that's born with light skin is just inherently let's racist? Topic. Let's stay on topic, beloved. No, it's, it's no, 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 no. because let's you said that. What I'm saying to you, you try to compare. If black people were in the same position of having power over another people, that it will it, it would be the same thing. And I'm telling you that it wouldn't, because black people are inherently evil and ravage communities in order to advance the way that white people are. It's just it is it is inherently in your blood, in your nature, as a as a, as a Caucasian person. That's okay, and you're saying. You're saying it's in my blood because I'm white that I'm hateful. Like that is racist. No, you can say it's racist, but it's the facts. That's why. That's okay, why. Well, you're saying, a white. You, you are a black supremacist, and that is racist. And I don't well, agree I with that the she, same way. I, I don't think, agree with I white. That wouldn't be racist. That would be prejudice, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I hear I that argument all the time. No, it is racist. It's in your okay, DNA. Okay, blood because oh, of the color of oh, their skin. That is racist. I think what she was trying to say, because again, it's getting emotional and then you're responding back and forth with emotionalism. I think where she was going, where that argument could go is what is the nature of white people? Where do you come from? And when you look at where white people come from, it is indeed characteristic of being more prone to violence. These are not things that are made up. This is this is real information out there that based on your origin, you are more. Where's aligned. where's the source of the information? More, where's the yeah, source? I disagree with you're that. You're more aligned. You can disagree. So Lima, show us the source. Black people kill show us the source. Don't interrupt me, or you're going to be removed. I again control your check your privilege. Based on it would be an argument of where your origin. But people who have Neanderthal uh, DNA are people that are from the Caucasus Mountains, do have more of a propensity toward violence. I will, don't interrupt me. I will post the source. 
It doesn't mean that every white person is violent and going to kill every black person. That's not what it means. But we're talking about, again, what she mentioned, your argument there would be origin. If you want to say that that's not your origin, well, then you can argue about the, your origin. So, so, but so, so, hold, so hold on, Selena. Hold on. Hold thank on, you, Selena. Hold on. Hold on, hold on Selena. <laughs> Man, li listen, I I appreciate you, Selena. You know I rock with you. You 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 one of my favorite people on the app. But I want, like, if if white people disagree, I want them to be able to do so, and I don't want them to feel like mods are bullying them. So listen. If you white well, people, I speak. want white people. Something. Let it speak. Go ahead, go ahead, and you can respond. You can rebuttal. You can rebuttal. Go ahead and rebuttal. May I speak from the UK here? Go ahead. And then can I go next, please? Who is you guys okay, got to say so your name? I, the stage is kind of loud, so just Ashley. say your name, and then we'll know we'll know to come to Go ahead. Who is, okay. Go ahead. Hi, but Right. First of all, my name is Jody, and I'm from the UK. And I just want to offer a a different cultural perspective because, I mean, I've, I've come into this room and it's and it's a US based room. Now, I live over here in the UK, and these kind of conversations we don't have over here in the UK. I mean, I've, I'm 50 years old and I've never been privy to it. I'm mixed. I look white, but I am actually mixed. And the guy in the picture is my husband and he's black. And I just kind of, for me, this white supremacy, I don't believe it is real. I believe it is an illusion. It is an illusion that has been created by white people to make them feel like they are higher. They're not. White people, white people on the stage and the audience, we are not higher. We have had to create this idea, this illusion of white supremacy, and we've all bought into it at one time or another. It doesn't really exist except in the minds of those who believe it and those who talk about it and ignite it. But what I want to move on to next, I'm mixed. Okay, so I find I find this conversation really really sad and my daughter's mixed and i find this conversation really sad because where does that leave the people who are mixed who have been brought into the world out of love and fuck the color that what what are you what are you wanting to achieve from this I, i'd like to understand what you're trying to achieve, where you think this is going to go what good is this going to do i live in a country where racism is very very rare and when it raises its ugly disgusting head it gets stamped on it gets stamped on by the law it gets stamped on by the community we're not perfect but holy jesus we have come a long way and it, this is breaking my heart breaking my heart hearing this division and i'm hearing hatred and i'm hearing uh, I, i'm mixed where, where do you place me in all this where do you place me what do you want to achieve from this room someone please tell me well, first, first thing, first, one second first things first um the conversation actually does happen in the uk Racism is alive and well, and I lived in the UK for five years in the financial district. So just because you're not privy to it, 
Um, just because you're blind doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It occurs. I've hey, seen. I've seen. Y'all let them finish. I'm not done talking. Not on the scale. Let, let, you let, let, let them finish. Let them finish, man. Stop talking. I didn't interrupt you one time. Let them finish, so have, man. Have some respect. It does happen actually in the UK. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've witnessed it. That's number one. Number two, um, in regards to being mixed, <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm assuming from what I heard you say, your husband is black, and and you come from a mixed race marriage. If, if that's correct, you have a child that is, uh, which would make you black, and you have a child that comes from you and your husband. If that's correct, listen. I don't know where you get all the mixed stuff, but let's be clear about something. Black folks have been on this planet for 14 million years. We have evolved six times before anyone else existed. Kenyapithecus, Australopithecus, Africanus, Zindian throat from the word Zindu, East Africa, Homo erectus, Homo sapien, and our current form, Homo sapiens sapien. White folks are only about 6,000 years old. They're literally historical infants. So, if you come direct from mitochondrial Eve and you've been and you come from a lineage of folks that have been on this planet for 14 million years versus 6,000 years, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you come from a mixed race or not because the reality is you will never, ever, 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 ever be white, ever. White folks come from you. You do not come from them. So you are just as, as far as I'm concerned, you just as black as I am. That answers your question as to where you fit. I'll stop there. It doesn't actually answer my question at all. And I just like to say that I never, you quoted me as saying that I said it didn't exist in the UK. Play it back. That's not what I said. I said it is not as prevalent here in the UK. So please don't misquote me. And Again, my, you didn't really answer my question. You, you, you said where I came from. I said, where does that leave someone like myself, someone like my daughter in this world where black and white are pitting themselves against each other? What, what do you think the impact of that is? What do you think well, that does to their spirit? Well, black and white are, so first thing first, black and white are not pitting themselves against each other. There's never been a time in history where black folks have kidnapped an entire race of folks and enslaved them and, and within the confines of what we call chattel slavery. That has never happened. There's never been a time where we have raped, murdered, robbed, stolen from white folks. So putting ourselves against each other, yeah, that's it. That, that has never, ever happened. In regards to your statement, whether you are saying it doesn't happen, whether you're saying it's not as prevalent, it's a lot either way you want to put it. Again, I've lived in the UK five years straight. Prior to the five years, I visited the UK on a month on a monthly basis, multiple times a month on business. Yeah, it's prevalent, extremely. So let me so, so let me ask this. So, so hold, on quick, hold, on quick, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I I I want to kind of get back on topic. Uh, Ayo. Are you there? I'm curious. What's your take, Ao? Are white people scared of black people? Let's go. Um, I mean, you know, my my perspective is a little different, man. I mean, I I, I would not have an agreeable response or a popular response 
um, because of my experience. Um, I say yes or no. I think the majority are not, and I think some are. You know what I'm saying? I, I would definitely say that. I would think the majority are not intimidated by black people, but I think that there are a lot of white people who are. But I would definitely say, though, and this is the unpopular, this is going to be the, I said, um, Corey knows me probably the best out of, out of all the stages, which is why he's probably over there saying, let's go, let's go. But Let's um, get it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, man, I... I <laughs> I think in my life, man, I'm going to say this. I've had opportunities to where doors could have been opened to me, for me, by Black people. But Black people kept those doors closed. And then those same doors, a white man came, <laughs> a white woman came and opened up those doors because they weren't threatened by me, because they were not uh, concerned about intimidation or, hey, if he learned his trade, if he learned his gift, if he learned this, he's going to take my business. And so when I see this topic, man, I mean, I'm like, yo, I mean, this 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 is an interesting topic. I'm prepared to get cussed out or say I'm a I'm a sellout or whatnot. But my facts, my life is my experience. If anyone follow me, so it's like I've been able to get in certain rooms because of someone who is not black opened up the door and gave me their platform. And I'm gonna be real with you all. There were certain people, certain people of influence who are black who looked at me and said, I can't give you the stage. Why? Because if you do, you're going to take away from my pocket, from my place. Now on my stage, on my platform, that's all you see on my platform is black people. When I'm on the stage, that's all you see on my stage is black people. Because I believe that we as in the black culture, we have to stop being intimidated by each other. And I'm going to invite you to my platform, to my stage, to my events, to whatever I have, so we all can eat. So are, are white people scared of us? Hell no. Nah. So when I hear people say white people are scared of us, I think there are a lot of them who are. But for the most part, they're not. But I will definitely say this, and I'll close my mic. Some of these black people are scared as hell as me, and they would never give me an opportunity to be on their stage because they're fearful that if I get on their stage, I'm going to take from them when we all can eat together and we can build this thing here. So that's my that's my two cents, bro. Hey, hey can I say something to what Anthony just said real quick? What's can up, guys? I, um, nah. before, who, who said that, can they say something? That was, da that was Darius. It, it was I, it was I. Oh, Darius, I don't see who that. Um, I just feel really bad that that had to come after what Lawrence said. Um, Anthony, were you here for what Lawrence said or? Uh, it doesn't really matter, curious. but no, I just I just got here. I'm I'm gonna share my oh, truth. Oh, okay. It it does matter, but okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. Let me let me say this though, and yeah. Anthony, know I rock with him, right? But let let me say this. And I've had white people open doors for me that black people didn't open either. But you better believe it benefited them white people. Like let's not be let let's not make it like white person just opening their door because look at this young black boy shining, and he's so smart. And he's so beautiful. Now, nah, this, this, I ain't gonna say what I'm about to say. This black man can help me make some money. And I come from a city called Chicago. There was a man that lived there about 30 years. You might have heard of him named Michael Jeffrey Jordan. If he couldn't dribble the way he dribbled, if he wasn't charismatic and tall as he was, them black people wouldn't love Michael Jordan like they do. He was tall, he's black, and he's bald here. If he wasn't winning no championships, he'd be another black man walking that street that might potentially intimidate people. That's the conversation we ain't having. When you could do something well, yeah. Anthony, you were an amazing speaker, bro. 
You're an intelligent person. You have great oratorical skills. Put you in the ghetto in Chicago and you be selling uh, uh, water to somebody and see if, if they're as welcoming to you walking up to their car as they are, bro. I know something come behind when somebody opened the door. And I, I ain't even against it. You know what I'm saying? If you respect my talent and what I do, and you open the door because of that, that's all good. But let's call it what it is. You using me, and I'm going to use you. That be the problem, man. Y'all don't understand when the, when the game be, like, just pimping you, man. You got to know what you are in this game. And I, I don't lie to myself and think everybody's treating me like a charity case. If I'm not presenting something that's going to help somebody, black, white, or other, they ain't going to tell me to kiss their whole ass, respectfully and disrespectfully. But I, I hear y'all. I want to see where this is going to go, man. But Not Darius. I think, I, think, I, th I think Darius, I think honestly, man, you're 110% on. <laughs> you are 110%. I 110% agree with you. I think what y'all are misconstruing is, and Corey can correct me if I'm wrong, I left. When I learned, because I benefited, it, my talent benefited them way more than it benefited me and my culture. I left. I left a multi, let's be real, a half a billion dollar situation and said, I'm going to build this on my own so I can now build this for my black community and for my black self. So when I, I totally, I am not disputing nothing that you said. I totally agree that they got me and they were using me to benefit their pocket. But then when I learned what I needed to learn, I left. My book, that's a New York Times bestselling book that was making me a half a million dollars more a year. I don't get one dime of that anymore because I left because I wanted to come build something for our community because I understood, yo, I got I got to go back to Fayetteville, North Carolina. I got to go back to Oceanside, California. I got to go back. And so I left a lot of money so I can now come back to my community. And I've had this conversation with Corey and other well-known black people in a private group saying, yo, I got to come back and do this. So I am not disputing nothing that you all said. I just simply said that even today, you know, there are certain doors that I'll be trying to get into that a black person can't get me into, but they will not do it. Me and Corey even had that same conversation three months ago. So I agree with everything you said, Darius, 110%. But if you look at my track record now, everything that I am doing is I'm trying to figure out how can I best bring back what I've learned, what I've gathered, what I've built, one to my family, black family, who will only marry a black woman who was attacked on a white man's stage when I said on his platform, I would never marry a white woman. I will only marry a black woman. And so I totally agree with everything you said, Darius, hands down. Now, you know, I got a lot of respect for you. I just wanna, I don't want y'all to get the line, man. I just wanted to be real on here that we all, Go ahead. I know somebody's one speak, but we're gonna we gonna keep it real if I'm in the room. Yep, yep. Now, now Darius is gonna uh yeah, now Darius yeah, is gonna Rick, definitely speak yeah. the truth. What, what I want Go to, ahead, successful and then Rick. Hey, no, I hey, appreciate that. I, I really hate right after you. Let me go let me go right after you, brother. I, I, I bet that I, I really hate we removed the guy who was the white supremacist because he was so right. He was speaking his truth. In order to win the war, you have to study your enemy. So when he was talking about the reason why he's the way he is, how, you know, of course, I'm going to go for my white race. Of course, I'm going to go for my people. Of course, he's speaking the truth. And uh, and if a black person said they was pro-black, they're literally saying the exact same thing what he was saying. 
the, the biggest difference is that those white supremacy and those KKK members, they're going to stand pat with their race. A hundred percent. They don't even care if the candidate is, is crazy. Just like how Donald Trump got into office. All the polls said, all the polls said that Hillary was going to win. All the polls said that. And all the white people behind closed doors were speaking to themselves and say, no, we're going to go with the person with ideas who's going to go ahead and push us forward. The reason why white people are scared of minorities is because of the power. It ain't about the violence, it ain't about us dressing better, it ain't about us getting more money. The power is going to shift regardless if they want it or not. 2041, 2046, minorities are going to be the heavy favorites in the U.S. That's why these race conversations are getting more and getting more and more serious because they understand the voting system is going to chip farther onto the minorities that's why they're going to try to have lighter complected black people uh asians hispanics they're going to try to start converting them into white people so they can help them going forward so going forward let these white people speak let's study our enemy because at the end of the day they're not saying anything wrong you need to make sure your race is first like old girl said why would I stop this plan? Why would I stop this when we are winning? Why in the hell would I ever want any other minorities to be in place when we are winning? I have no reason to change this construct whatsoever. And when she said that, she said nothing wrong. Don't let it upset you. Study the system. Let's beat the system and move forward. Stay race loyal. Do what we need to do because they're going to do the same. Don't let what they say bother you. Use this information. Let's study. Write it down and let's move forward and do what we got to do. I'm not the. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm black and I'm whatever serves my community. Whatever serves me, that's what I'm going to vote for. So whatever it goes, that's how it goes. But don't let these people. Get you in your fittings, and, and I'm done. Yeah, and let me well, say this before is... Corey goes. Let me okay, say this wait, before Corey goes, go and then I'm gonna go pass it to Corey, and Corey gonna pass it to Regan. Okay. This is gonna be one of them rooms that's gonna be triggering. If you getting too triggered, exercise the lead Thank quietly. You, but I want I want people to be able to speak their truth. If they are racist and white, I want to be able to speak their truth. Like that man was saying some stuff. He he was speaking his truth, and we removed him from the room. I want to hear white racist people in this room. I want everybody to be able to speak their truth as long as it's not uh, uh, disrespecting and coming for us personally. If they just talking generally, I want them to be able to speak their truth in this room. But go ahead, Corey. Can you put me in the queue, brother? Uh, hey, Prince. Can I just say this one thing, man? I don't think you should have yeah, that so many. Let me, let, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, let me say this, man. I, you know, in my opinion, look, my opinion may not be the most popular opinion, but Prince, you said to speak your truth, so I'm going to speak my truth, right? And before I speak my truth, uh, let me just say this, man. I am and have been for a very long time nationally recognized to be a voice for the Black Lives Matter movement. I've done a lot of things for my community. Um, but I don't think that white people are scared of us. And, you know, I, I have to say this, Salima, that I disagree with you and the other young lady that said that white people are just inherently evil. Uh, I disagree with that. Um, and most people that say that have never been to Africa. <laughs> because if you've been to Africa and seen some of the things you see in Africa, then maybe you would say that black people are inherently evil. I, I think it's just evil, period. Now, white supremacy absolutely does exist. 1,000%. We see it. Um, we see it all the time, right? We see it in banking. We see it in housing. We see it in our educational system. We see it in a penal institution. It absolutely does exist. 
And it does trouble me when I hear white people say that black people utilize that as a crutch because it is reality. Uh, and I, and I, I stand on what I said earlier. I'm not asking for a white person to abolish white supremacy with me. I'm asking for you, number one, to acknowledge that it does exist. And if you cannot align with our fight, Regan, then at least get out of the way. Get out of the way and let people who really want to fight this fight, fight this fight. Um, but to AO's point, I, I'll, I'll, share, I'll share where my perspective came from. Um, I'm from Southside Chicago, Darius, you know, same hood. I came, I came up with a number of black folks. When I went to college, I ended, up, I ended up going to this little small university my second year in Bolivar, Missouri. When I walked into the room, 99% uh, white. When I walked into the room, Anthony, um, this white girl was really afraid of me. And so um, we, we ended up having a conversation. And this may be triggering what I'm about to say to some people, but this is a real life story. Um, she said, Corey, I've never seen a black person before in real life. My dog's name was nigger. My dad told me that all black men, they rape white women and they were robbers. And so when she saw me based upon something that had been downloaded in her, she prejudged me without ever having first an experience with me. And, and, and for me, I could have been in my feelings and been emotional. But for whatever reason, Darius, I took it upon myself to show her that what you had been taught about me is actually inaccurate. Um, from that point on, we developed a good relationship. We became, uh, she was the president, I became the vice president of things, this thing called cultural awareness. Now that's when I first started speaking. And this is what I learned. Sometimes there are white people that have an issue with black people, not because of an experience, but because of something that has, they've been trained and been taught. And I understand the anger, I understand the frustration. I am a historian, so I know what we've experienced. But to just label all white people as evil and all white people wanna see us fail, I think it's intellectually lazy and disingenuous. I think there are bad white people. And guess what? There are bad black people and there are bad Latino people. And I think evil is evil and it doesn't matter what race you are. And I think when we have these conversations, it is fair to express your emotionalism. But if we can pull back the emotions and have an intellectual conversation, we may be able to make some headway um, with this certain topic. I seen it firsthand when Ferguson, Missouri, there's some black folks that wanna, wanna tear stuff down. There's some black folks that wanna pray. There's some black folks that wanna march. And here's the reality, nobody's ever going to have the same opinion, but I can appreciate your opinion if we could sit down, get past the emotionalism, and let's try having a conversation, and we may actually start to discover that we are all really alike in more ways than we're different. May not be popular. I know some folks want to be mad, but I just disagree, and I agree with AO. There's been some situations in my life where doors have been totally opened um, by people that don't look like me, and doors have been completely closed by people who look like me. So am I to suggest because of my personal experience, my anecdotal experience that all black people are evil? No, absolutely not. The person that I dealt with was evil and jealous. So no, Prince, I don't think that all white people are scared of black people. I think as AO said, that there are some white people are just inherently evil. Some have been taught something that they have to unlearn what they've learned. And then there are some um, that will get with the cause because from a historical perspective, I'm, I'm done right here. The civil rights movement 
is not a movement that was successful if you did not have subconscious white people that aligned with the black people to make the movement what it was. And so now all white folks ain't evil. All white folks don't hate black folks. And I just think we ha that's just a fact. I'm done speaking. Okay, so can, can I just, before you jump in, Reagan, um, Corey, I heard the whole thing. And the only place that I want to interject on that is that, for one, I was an advocate of removing the emotionalism. So we're on the same page as far as that. I asked if anybody heard what Lawrence said, because that was the thing that was mostly compelling and, and, and factual and not filled with emotionalism. And when you said that, you disagree with me, and I think it was Jasmine who said white people are innately evil. I think you didn't understand or maybe didn't pay attention to what I actually said. And what I actually tried to help them in the discourse they were having back and forth was that the argument would be rather where white people actually come from and not your your need and desire to feel that no one that that they're not all bad but it's the argument of where they come from and ha having that neanderthal dna it does in fact make you more prone to violence and aggression and i posted the article which didn't you know come out of my fantasy world i literally posted the article which demonstrates that neanderthal those with neanderthal dna have a propensity toward violence so it is a fact as a matter of fact. Wait, 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 well, um, first off, I just wanted to say thank you to the mods who, and the creator of this space, because Prince, you're doing a really great job of just allowing for a conversation to be had. I think these issues sometimes are so triggering and whatnot that it's like the conversation never actually gets to get past the initial like emotions. So um, thank you to everybody that's modding. Y'all are doing a really good job. And Corey, I I really was feeling a lot of what you said. I 100% agree. And it's just, it's really beautiful when people can see past their differences in anything, be it like men and women or um, black, white, whatever. And just to really see what is our commonality? What are we wanting to achieve? And is there a way that we can help each other get there. And we really do work better together if we can. Um, so I was like really feeling that where, you know, maybe as a whole, you don't expect this whole group of people to help you, but some people do care. And um, I just wanted to speak to, this kind of goes back to the topic, but um, when we're talking about, you know, what that, I can't remember what his name was, but the guy that was like basically a white supremacist and just being very honest about that. Um, saying he's speaking to a truth isn't the same thing as agreeing with him or saying you want to live your life by those standards. And I think he was speaking to a truth that it is um, something where when you're just living fully in your human experience, um, especially as a man, you're going to have this drive to protect and serve your tribe, your people. So the same way if you watch, you know, two animals that don't know each other and you put them in a room together, 
especially if they're very aggressive animals and they've been through a lot, um, they're both, no matter what kind of animal, they're both going to be growling at each other and more prone to fighting. And um, that is the more fear that's in that space and the more that that animal is barking, it's going to incite that in the other one. So it's a fear cycle that goes back and forth. And people generally that I see who see past that usually have had some life experience where they are exposed to other people of other kind, like whatever, just different people and see that maybe some of those things that they were afraid of or that they were taught aren't actually the truth when you get to know someone. And Corey just gave an example of that, but also people with um, a spiritual uh, awareness oftentimes see that we are, we are, you know, we are living this human experience and there is this survival instinct, but there's also something more that binds us all together. So, you know, when you get a little bit more aware and evolved, you generally see the commonalities more than you see our differences. Um, and it becomes, okay, yes, like how do we balance the two? Cause we're still living a human experience where we do feel the need to protect ourselves and those are valid things. But I think the last point that I'll make is, I think when it comes into a space of that fear-based separation, divisive thinking, seeing all the differences in each other and staying in, a, in that fear mindset, um, we get into like me, me, me thinking and it, it becomes a supremacist type of mindset on either side. So just the same as white supremacy is like, oh, preservation of this white culture um, white people are better for these attributes, like a Hitler takes it all the way super far. It's like the same mentality with black supremacy where it's like, oh, like I, now I'm going to degrade white people and say they're just like retarded caucasoids that are just devoid of any kind of life force energy or whatever, all the things that they say. And that doesn't really, that's that doesn't speak to like an evolved in touch being um, to say that about another person. Now, if you're making the point, which I actually intuitively and spiritually have come into awareness of this feeling, if you're making the point that black people came, came first and are the original people and the people of the earth, and they should be respected as such, because in a, in a sense, it's like they are without using this word, I don't like it, but they are in a sense better, almost like they birthed you. They are your parents. Uh, uh, right, that's that's right. That's right. Go, go ahead, okay. Plan, so let me land here. If you, if you come into the awareness of that, you are just bigger than someone or like you, you birthed them, you created them. You are the ancestors. You are the people of this earth. You are so immensely powerful that you can, you can use that power in a much better way. And it's not the same thing as being superior because that actually using divisive language, if you birth something, you're not superior to it. And if you help remind, if you think white people are uneducated or um, infants in the biggest, in the bigger scheme of the whole 
uh, eternality go, of the go, human Go ahead experience. and land your plane, Reagan. Okay. Land your plane. Okay. I'm landing here. So if you think that white people are sort of like infants in this, then it's like we need to learn, but that's not the same thing as you are superior to us and that we are just like devoid of like any value. And I think that black supremacy doesn't help heal the situation. The same thing. I don't think white supremacy helps heal the situation and all land there. Okay. I, I appreciate you. Can I, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, and, then, and then if storm's available, I want to pass it to storm. What, what's up, Corey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I really want to, I really want to address, cause it, here's, here's one of the issues I have. Let me take a deep breath. Here's one of the issues I have with having these conversations, right? Because the moment you say something that doesn't align with uh, other people's agenda, then they start attacking you and making accusations. So my question is to Lawrence, who was bold enough to speak into the chat, but didn't have the testicular fortitude to come off. Like hold, 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 hold on, hold on, Prince, uh, hold on. Because you said I'm reaching, the, and I quote, you said, why do people like Corey and others always reach out to white people to try to convince them and and I'm I'm trying to figure out, brother, where did you see me reaching out to anybody or did you see me really trying to perpetuate harmony between just mere human beings? So can you since you can type it in the chat, can you just have it just, just have a little intellectual banter between the two of us really quickly to help me understand your perspective? I debate my equals, all others I teach. I'm simply waiting my turn. I promise, young man, I will get at you. I appreciate it. Well, I would, you got it, man. Go ahead. Go ahead, Prince. Uh, Can I right. speak so, on the so, topic? Because Lawrence backchanneled me said he wanted to speak already, but I want to make space for Storm. Storm, are you there? What was Can that? Can I speak after Storm, Prince? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, here, I'm here, Prince. Just, oh, uh, just go ahead and go through got the queue a little got bit, though. I mean, I'm okay with that. Uh, well, well, okay, okay. Uh, got, got, uh, uh, Lawrence, go ahead. Storm said he's going to yield to you. And then, Goddess, we're going to come to you as well after, Storm, after uh, Lawrence. What's up, Josh? What I walk into? We tr we having a a, a a good a great dialogue. <laughs> go go ahead go ahead uh uh Lawrence you got it. <laughs> it's all good, brother. Um, I think this uh this requires just a tad bit of reading. Um, so excuse me, just for a moment here. Uh, Dr. Francis Cross Walsing. Dr. Uh, Dr. Welsing, a noted psychiatrist, advances one of the most controversial and, and uh, discussed theories in the areas of black psychology, the Crest theory of color confrontation and racism. Crest Welson builds on the contingents of Dr. Neely Fuller in his text of Victims of White Supremacy. Uh, Fuller, um, let me fast forward just for a moment. Here we go. Whiteness as the absence of color or the very absence of any ability to produce color is the minority in the world given that the massive majority of the world's people are not so afflicted. Thus, the color normality in the majority throws light on the abnormality of the colorless minority. Moreover, given that color always annihilates, phenotypically speaking, this speaks to the topic, and genetically and genetically speaking, the non-colored white, and given their numerical minority status, whites are faced with a constant fear of genetic annihilation. Therefore, Crest Wilson continues an uncontrollable sense of hostility, aggression, developed defensively, which has continued to manifest itself 
throughout the, the entire historical epic of mass confrontation of whites with people of color. Chris Wilson contends that this sense of numerical inadequacy and genetic color inferiority led whites not only to dominate, destroy, deform third world people, but also to, um, to alienation and self-hatred, as well as defense mechanisms to handle these feelings. Uh, last piece, among these are um, repression of the inadequacy, inferiority feeling by denying it. We've heard that on the stage. Number two, um, discrediting and, and um, uh, despising black and other colors of skin. Number three, sustaining and making up uh, to acquire color. Number four, elaborating, um, elaborating myths of white genetic superiority as with Jansen's and other racist theories. Number five, projection of their hate and sexual desires on third world peoples, pretending it is they, or us as she's put it, who hate and lust after whites. And number six, obsessive focus on the body yet alienated from sex because of uh, an inability to produce so, color. Listen, let me just say this crystal clear. It doesn't matter where you go in history, ancient history or modern history, or, or we can talk present day. There has never been a time where groups of black folks have hung white folks. There's never been a time that we have enslaved white folks. But here's the key fact, though. There's never been a time that I have ever seen in my 58 years on this planet, Corey, that white folks have ever reached out to us, right? And we heard the uh, the uh, young lady just a moment ago give a very uh, wonderful Disney uh, story about how she felt. There has never been a time I've ever seen white folks reach out to us to fix what they have fucked up all these years. Not one time. Lord, Not mercy. one time have white folks ever reached out to us and said, you know what? We have really destroyed you folks. Let us fix it. Let us build a bridge. Let us reach out to you to get along. It is always us doing it. So, brother, respectfully, Corey, you walk into the classroom and the story that you told, reaching out to this white girl to spend your time, precious time that you really don't have because a lot of us need to be taught. A lot of us need to be spending our time reaching out to each other. A lot of us, as you've already talked about, um, when you talked about there are black folks that could have opened doors for you that did not, we need to be spending our time building relationships with ourselves. We do not have the time to be teaching white folks a damn thing about us, but we sure as hell do not need to be spending the time convincing their asses what they have done wrong. I'm not doing it. So, brother, I love you as my brother. I can disagree with you and still be aligned and still love you either way. But I just personally wouldn't do it and would not engage in it. And I would argue that you probably shouldn't be doing it either, young man, because you just don't have that kind of time. I'll stop there. Yeah, so, Lawrence, man, I, I appreciate you, you you breaking that down in the dialogue. And listen, man, you know, I, you and I have had spicy and, and, you know, heated exchanges before, and I always maintain my respect for you until And thus I respect you, like too. I told, yeah, no doubt. It's nothing but love, man. But, you know, listen, man, everybody has a different lane, right? And so, though you may not agree with my lane, I may not agree with yours. 
I'm gonna respect yours. And I felt like at that time, that's what I needed to do. And I, you know, I don't, I don't want to obloviate and, and make it seem like I reached out to her and ran after her. We were in the same space and we began to ask questions and I began to give answers. And I think I was able to give a different perspective and insight. Right. And so there's this, there's this thought process that uh, each one should reach one and potentially try to teach one. And so, um, you know, the gift that I have is not, uh, in my opinion, the gift that I have is not simply for my people. I think it is for all people. And that's just my personal opinion. And I think we have to be careful, right? Because from a theological perspective, and I know Josh knows this, there's this particular uh, uh, theology called liberation theology. And for me, I always felt like it was problematic. I understood it. But I think here is my here is my concern, Lawrence, and I'd love to hear what you think about this. I think the very thing that we complain about as black people, which is a true thing, which is white supremacy. I think the reality is, is sometimes we overcorrect. And then as we speak, almost what it sounds like is seeping into our conversation is now black supremacy where we need to basically do the same thing to them that was done to us. I'm not saying that's the fact. But I'm saying that sometimes this this is what you can almost hear in these conversations. What, what do you say to that, Lawrence? Well, first of all, I think in regards to um, the theology theories that you're talking about, I, I believe you're referencing Dr. James. Yes, sir. Uh, his book, uh, his book called Black Power, Black Theology, where Cohn's basic premise is, um, you know, the only reason that Jesus came to earth was to liberate oppressed people, we being those people, right? right? And be clear, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 through 14 gives a geographical location of Garden of Eden, and it says Adam and Eve, these two Ethiopians, were birthed in a place called Ethiopia, or some in Bibles it says Cush, um, spelled C-U-S-H, uh, which is the ancient name for modern-day Ethiopia. Thus, that would mean that uh, this this uh, Ethiopian by the name of Abraham, so, uh, so, who had 42 generations of Adam, is also Ethiopian, thus Jesus, Mary, and Joseph are as well. All that said... Cohn's premise was, it, the only reason that Jesus came to earth was to liberate oppressed people, and you are white clergy or white Christian. How is it you call me a nigga during the week and expect me to praise Jesus side by side with you on Sunday? Yes, so if you're not about the, lib the liberation of oppressed people, black folks, then you are fraudulent, and you should re-examine your commitment to Christ, this black man, and his teaching. Yeah, and so and so and so uh, Lawrence, just because I know I don't I, listen, me and you could go for hours on that. So I agree with that, <laughs> right? So you know, you know that's that's not the substratum of what he said, but I agree with that premise. But let me just say this, Lawrence, and I, and I promise I'm done speaking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Pass it back I'm, to me. I'm, I'm gonna done. pass it back to you. Um, a couple of years ago, man, me and a couple of black guys got together during Hurricane Harvey, and we put together this thing, and it's well documented. You can Google it, called the American Black Cross. Five black guys got together, Sean King, Lee Merritt, myself, a couple other people, and we raised $5 million worth of stuff for people that have been impacted by the hurricanes. The reason we did that, Lawrence, is because we identified that the American Red Cross, they weren't necessarily servicing our communities. But let me tell you what I noticed when I went to Florida, when I went to Houston, when I went to Puerto Rico that when you knocked on the door and a white person answered the door who hadn't had water in three days, they didn't care whether you was Republican, Democrat, black or white, they cared about the water that you provided. 
And so when I made the comment that somebody may have tried to misrepresent that the gift that I have is not specifically for black people, what I'm saying is if you are in need for all the people that are pro-black and feel like they, you know, got this issue of white people, if your car is on fire on the highway and the person that comes and save you is white, I'm sure you're not going to tell them, leave me and let me burn because of the color of your skin. The point I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make is this. When people need something and you provide a need that can change their life, they don't really care about your political stance or the color of your skin. It is genuine, authentic love. Now, everybody may not subscribe to that, but that is me. I stand 10 toes down on it and I'm proud of who I am. I love people and people, period. And that's my premise, Lawrence. So, well, let, me, so let me so no, let me jump in because y'all y'all been going back and forth a little bit. I appreciate y'all intellectual bandwidth. But I really wanted this room. Storm, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Storm, tell me. I really because I really want to hold space and be able for, for everybody to be able to speak their truth. Uh, do you think white people are scared of black people? You know, uh, that's a good question, Prince. I think um, if you're asking personally or if you're asking as a uh, as kind of a generalization, I don't know if it's a fear thing. And, and you know, I mean, I might trigger some people in here. So just trigger warning alert. Um, I'm personally and I'll just speak from personal experience here. I'm not what I'm afraid of are dangerous people. And I know dangerous people can come in any form. And what I mean by that is not physically threatening. What I mean is someone who's intending to hurt me, not because of, you know, where I come from, but because they just don't have any regard or care for my life. Now, if we open that up in a broad spectrum, um, I think it's going to depend on that, Prince, as far as where you want to look, you know, because, uh, Corey, I really liked what you said. And, and, and here's why I, I liked it. I live in Houston and, you know, being during Harvey, I remember the exact same scenario where my wife and I loaded up water and we went neighborhood to neighborhood while people were gutting their houses. It was hot. It was moldy. You're physically exhausted. You're not looking at the color of someone's skin based on what you're going to help them with. And I honestly think there's going to be times where maybe there is that. And so I know this is really general Prince, but you know what? <laughs> I want to do business with people and live life with people who care about me and I care about them and their families. So a lot of, I think what happens is we get this thing twisted because we take it so far down a rabbit hole and get so complicated with it that if that's all we're looking at and we can't see past it, how are we ever going to get past to a relationship? That's, that's not my first qualifier. And I don't think it's a lot of people's qualifier, but I do believe it is some. Um, you know, um, I, I go into a bank. I'm not looking to see what race someone is as a teller or even as a banker for that. Um, so there, it's a very tough conversation to have because I, I've heard a lot of amazing things. And I love the perspective because it allowed me to see a different side of it. Now, with that being said, growing up in Chicago and growing up in Houston and, you know, those two areas, I got to see every diverse background possible. And I think that was extremely helpful. I, I know you guys, I wasn't in the room when uh, that lady was speaking about, um, you know, just how she never encountered uh, someone who was black. And I love the fact that I grew up around everything so I could see, you know, how people move and what they think and what they say and how they behave and how they act. So I believe this, <laughs> 
Dangerous people come in all shapes and sizes. Fear comes in all shapes and sizes as well. I'm not intimidated by anyone, but if they're here to threaten me or be in danger, that's when I start to put up a little bit more of a self-defense. So look, Prince, you and I, we were in rooms every Tuesday with Logan. We would talk about just man stuff and mental health stuff. And those were the rooms where I got nourished and appreciated being able to hear somebody like Miguel's perspective, uh, somebody like your perspective, Logan's, Brian's. And we were able to talk about things just as men. And we didn't have to talk about our backgrounds. We just talked about what we were going through. And, you know, I, I hate to say this because, Lawrence, I, I appreciate you and I respect you. My grandfather, whatever he did, you know, why, why, am, I, why am I facing a, a different look because of what he may or may not have done. You know, I just, I, I can't get past that because you know what? My father hurt me a lot of ways and he punished me a lot of ways. And I didn't really have a father figure because he chose to be absent, but I really don't hold him responsible for it. Maybe he just wasn't there, but he did a lot of harm in my life because I wasn't able to get past a lot of things when I was younger because I didn't understand it. Now that I understand it, I don't hold him hostage. And I, I, I forgave him for whatever he thought he did wrong when he was on his deathbed. And, you know, now that he's passed away, I can appreciate the things that he did do for me or maybe did not where I could learn from. So this goes a little bit off base, but Prince, dude, I just, I would much rather listen and learn rather than talk because my personal experience and opinions, I don't really think have any impact or bearing on what people are going to think about the broader view or topic. Um, I just love the fact that, you know, we are talking about it. I want to talk about things on also how to move forward. I want to know what it is like, for example, are you judging a race or are you judging a person? So someone who heard from me in this room, do you think that I see things differently or am I a danger or a threat to someone? I think that's, that's a question that I might not be able to see because of the things that I say or believe. And I want to make sure that, you know, someone that I'm involved with in a relationship we can take our relationship at face value and we can build on that trust. We can build a relationship through integrity and we don't have to worry about where we came from because I do business with everybody from all walks of life, from all background. And I much rather appreciate that rather than looking for a qualifier. So I'll just leave that right there. Well, hey, what part, also, what part of Chicago are you from? I, um, I I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you always agree with black folks who absolve you from all responsibility and you don't respect me because you don't know a damn thing about me. You really believe all that rhetoric you just bows and I don't think you do because I don't believe a word of it. And I think you are just as dangerous as every other white man on this planet as far as I'm concerned, right? You get no grace from me. They can give it to you, but you won't get it from me. So if you really believe in all that man, foolishness, quiet, you just, if you are, I'm sorry, if you, if you believe in all that rhetoric you just spoke of, then here's what you do. Go back to your community and fix it. Don't come to us. Go back to your community and fix it. As far as you sitting, listening and learning, don't listen and learn from us. Why don't you go back and teach your folks what they're doing wrong? Do that. And the person that says, man, shut up. Yeah, yeah I got me. no words. Well, listen, no, no, because. No, hang, hang no, no, Can I have a dialogue no, with Lawrence? Because I, I think he addressed me directly. Go, go if ahead, that's okay. Lawrence, why am I dangerous to you? Bruh, <laughs> it's, how about this? 
Karinga's book, Intro to Black Studies, second edition. It's $18. Why don't you get it and read it? And then we can talk after that. Well, well I, listen, I listen, curious, respect, listen, respect. Oh, are go are ahead, we talking Tom. about race here? Or are we talking about an individual? Because apparently I am a dangerous person to you because of my race. Is that what I'm hearing? No, Storm, you, you are dangerous because you're, you're not, you, you don't understand what's, what Lawrence is, is teaching and what he's trying to tell you. By your way of thinking, by you feeling like you are not benefit from your great-great-grandfather, what he has done, and it's not affecting us to this day, and you're coming on the stage saying, why do I have to go through, why do I have to be blamed for what my parents and my great-great-grand, because you're still benefiting from this day. So when you get on stage and you talk like that, like you guys, like your family did not benefit for what you guys did to us. It's a very dangerous rhetoric. So that's what Lawrence trying to say. You, when you speak okay. like that and you're not and Storm, we're not saying you had slaves. But to this day, your family, your culture is still benefit from that. So if you're going to speak on stage, you might want to get more educated on what's going on. Because when you speak that rhetoric like that, Storm, I'm not trying to say you a bad person or whatever. But when you speak like that, it's very dangerous rhetoric. And that's what Lawrence is trying to say. So, so you doing your thing, Lawrence, man. No, that, that was helpful. I appreciate you, Lawrence. And I guess me coming from middle, lower class, I didn't benefit in life. Storm. Oh, According right, to, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I just, look, everybody can get triggered here. You don't have to agree with it. I totally get it. And you can completely kick me off the stage, Prince, and you get you got all No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I, I, want, I want Storm to be able to speak. I, I invited Storm. So go ahead, I, Storm. I, I just would feel like this, and I think it's uh, successful, successful, but yeah, and I wanted to make sure I addressed you. It, it's really, I think, a good conversation to have, but I do believe it. I, I really do. And it's because of my own personal experience. And, you know, I'm here to listen and learn about your perspective, because when you speak your truth, it's important that I listen to it and look at it from another angle. I guess when, you know, people say I'm dangerous because of, you know, what has happened or, or, or here and that and the other, you know, that's fine. I, I, I can get that. What I'm saying is this. When we talk about race, it's very triggering. It's very sensitive. And you don't have to believe it, Lawrence, and I get it. But I will say this. If we ever met in person, I'd love to sit down and have lunch with you and have a conversation with you. Hey, Why? Storm, because that's just the person that I am. And to me... You know what? I, I tell you what. I, go no, ahead. No, no, no. Let him finish. Let Storm finish speaking. Go ahead. It, I would just say this, Lawrence. I appreciate I appreciate your perspective. And I would just say that if you want me to go on a mission of activism, which it sounded like you did, you want me to read a book, you want me to go out and teach my people. <laughs> those aren't my people because there are a section of dangerous people in every race and culture. And you know what? I, I appreciate that. I am I'm not about getting the bag for just a certain race. I'm getting about the bag. I, I would rather have relationships with people and not have to have that conversation every single time to wonder what I'm doing to lead a cause because I'd rather have relationships and move forward with people that want to move forward with me. Okay. And so what I want to do that with Jewish people. Hold on, race. Let Daphne get in there. Hold on, race. All right, I'll go after her. Yeah, Daphne. Daphne, was that you? Yes, you I'm, I'm sorry was I was talking. So what I wanted to say, Storm, a lot of white people as yourself is because it seems like you drew, grew up in a single parent household and your father was absent and you pulled yourself up from the bootstraps. 
But what you got to understand when you have situations like that, it is not equivalent to um, black people that grew up identically with the same circumstances as you. And the reason where it, where it differs is because of systemic racism, right? You, 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 you don't wake up in the fear of being killed by the police. You don't have to worry about you're white. All you, a lot of times if, if, if somebody grows up poor and white, if they clean themselves up and they go into, we saw that movie with, this is a good example, the movie time, um, with, um, with, uh, Justin Timberlake, how, if you clean yourself up, you are accepted by, by the elites. I see this a lot with the real housewives. I love these shows, right? So if you dress up, you start going to celebrities, us as black people, because of the color of our skin, we don't have those same opportunities a lot of times to fully pull ourselves up by the bootstrap without so many obstacles. We can, but you got to understand if we grow up identically to you with a single parent household, an absent father, um, grew up poor we still have to adhere to so much systemic racism, right? Redlining, um, um, police brutality, uh, lower wages, uh, prison reform, welfare reform. We don't, you, so sometimes I hear, cause Grant Cardone does this a lot as well. He compares his situation to the black strife, right? But it is not the same because any country that you go to, including white people, only 1% of you guys are mega rich that's it that's the elite across any race it's always going to be a low percentage but we just need you to understand that just because you grow up like that and a black man grows up like that your 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 opportunity towards success is not the same and 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 i'm not sitting up here telling you like um anybody else saying that you need to do this and you need to do that. I just want you to understand that it is not the same because a lot of times y'all compare struggle to the black, the black people. And you don't, you don't add in all the systemic racism that we have to literally fight. So if you had to fight five minutes, we got to fight 10 hours. And that's all I want you to understand is just listen. That's accountability. Um, but I'm not telling you to go read no books or nothing or whatever. You know, I just want you to understand that point of view. No, I One last thing before I let you go. Tonight, when you're laying in the dark, flat on your back, staring up at the ceiling, drifting off into sleep. I want you to repeat this mantra over and over and over and over again. The conservative atheist is always right. 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 And in the morning when you wake up, you'll feel like a refreshed, renewed person. The sun will shine brighter. The air will feel crisper. The flowers will smell sweeter. The birds will sing your name. And all will be right with the world. And if not, maybe you're some jackass atheist that some far lefty bigot that needs to pull his head out of his ass 
All right, you knuckleheads. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.